want to be told more tonight on this summer night, July 31st, 2012. Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff, Drexel, and Vowel Show. Hey guys, how are you? Hello, and that is my co-host Vowels and Drexel. Are you there? I am here. And of course we start out with our usual echo. We can't ever start out the show without some kind of technical fail, but you know what? I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to ignore it on this very historic day for online poker. A huge day, and for once, good news, because we've had nothing but bad news whenever we have big days in online poker. But this is actually a good news day, and uh, I'm sure you've probably heard by now. But if you haven't, PokerStars has officially announced that they are buying Full Tilt Poker, and everybody's going to get their money back. So, so the rumors are true. The rumors are true. And you know, China Maniac's a genius, right? China Maniac has been vindicated after he has been taking a beating on two plus two and accused of being a troll and accused of getting people's hopes up by claiming he had a source. And while this took two extra months to happen, which isn't surprising given the the, the significance of the deal and the money involved, but uh, it happened, and the rumors ended up being totally true. So. Tonight on this show, we're going to talk about this deal and everything surrounding it. The overview of the deal itself, the tax implications, 
my analysis about what I think of a variety of topics that surround this deal. I'll try to answer a lot of questions I know a lot of you have. I'll even answer questions that people want to call in with or ask through the chat room. In fact, this is such a big story, I would have held an emergency radio just for this topic had it not happened to have occurred on the day we have radio. So it, it was very nice of Poker Stars to hold off announcing this <laughs> until Tuesday night. I know they were definitely considering that. that they, they definitely had Poker Fraud Alert in mind. I think China must have helped to arrange it just that way. Yeah. So uh, um, this way we could have it on our regular radio show, which, in fact, I prefer. And, of course, since this isn't just my show, um, my two co-hosts can jump in at any time when we discuss this and uh, give their opinions. In fact, I'll stop and ask what they think of it, uh, various discussion topics related to this issue. Uh, Very, very big news, and uh, a lot still to be found out, though it is going to happen. Uh, I want to go over a few other things we have going on tonight. We have a free roll. Once again, a free roll. This free roll is put on thanks to various users who have given their prizes back. Ones who actually said, I want a prize, but I'm not taking it. I want it to go back to the users of the site. And it's good they did that, because we had no money tonight for the free roll until these users donated it. So, uh, thanks to several users, Crow Diddley, Steve-O, uh, Rick Astley, Willie McFML, Jimmy G415, uh, that, that's who comes to mind. If I'm missing anyone, I, I apologize. But uh, $59 free roll tonight, no limit hold'em. It will be at 740 which for once you actually have some time between when I announce it and when it actually starts. Uh, 28 minutes from now, 7.40 p.m. Pacific Time, No Limit Hold'em in the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which you can find on our site, PokerFraudAlert.com. A completely free buy-in. doesn't even cost any play chips. I will pay you in any way you want. I'll pay you by PayPal, by bank transfer, Hero Poker Transfer, check, whatever, just PM me, Dandruff, or email me, Dandruff at PokerFraudAlert.com, if you finish first, second, or third, to claim your prize. The only eligibility requirement to win the free roll money, you can still play in the tournament for fun, but to win the money, you actually have to have been registered on the site since May 21st, or before. You needed an account dated that day or before, and if you don't have an account registered as of May 21st, then you need to PM me and get my permission to play for the money. And the way you do that is by convincing me that you're not new to the site, but that you've been around. Now, if you've listened for the last few months, that's fine. But as long as you're not new like the last few weeks, and you can tell me what you enjoy about the site, what you enjoy about the show, what you enjoyed about previous radio shows or sites that I was a part of, those are all valid things to tell me, and if you can convince me, I will give you permission for this and all future free rolls to be eligible for the free money. So we got that out of the way, and uh, good luck to everybody, and uh, thank you to everybody who donated to make that possible. Speaking of donated money, we have a new contest tonight. We were going to do it last week, but we were unable to because the person we needed to call in for it didn't call in, and hopefully he'll call in tonight. I've, I sent him a message to call me, but you never know. It depends if he can find a payphone or has enough change. That is uh, the contest, What Does Ken Scaler Think?, where we will take two callers, and I will ask five questions to Ken. These are five uh, questions that 
aren't hard questions, but they're questions that Ken may not know the answer to, just because of uh, his exposure. Auto disqualified tonight. Is who? Is Bubbles disqualified, or can he uh, play the game? Um, yeah, Bubbles is disqualified just for tonight because he played our last contest. But everybody else, uh, as long as you're registered by May 21st or have my permission, can play. Uh, you do have to know of Ken Scaler. You didn't have to have met him, but you have to know who he is. You have to know a little bit about him. If you have no clue who he is or know very little about him, then please do not play. Otherwise, it'll ruin the fun of this game. But uh, the way it'll work, we'll have two callers on the line. I'll ask five questions before he answers, and he won't hear your answers. Uh, you'll each tell me what you think his answer is going to be. And... I'll put him on hold when you each give me what you think his answer is going to be, and whoever's closer when he gives the actual answer uh, will get the point. Whoever wins three of the five points or more will win the $10. So we'll definitely have a winner because one of you two is going to beat the other. Anyway, that's tonight, but it will only occur if Ken calls in, and we will have to drop everything and do this when Ken calls in because we can't really reschedule him since he has no phone. He, he literally goes to a payphone on the street in Los Angeles, California, and calls this show. So if he calls, we'll have it. Otherwise, we will have to wait till next week on the contest. Other things we're going to talk about tonight, besides the Poker Stars buying full tilt situation, a somewhat related story that the government is about to liquidate Absolute Poker and give the proceeds to the players. Not 100% certain that the players are going to get anything, but it does seem the government is about to liquidate Absolute Poker, and Absolute Poker has agreed to let the government take everything they have and sell it. Though it's not clear who's going to buy it. Uh, we'll give another update about the Templar and his situation with allegedly and probably scamming people on our site and our plan to refund the victims. I think people will get a full refund or a very close to full refund. And this includes people who got scammed through our free roll that he, or not our free roll, but the, the little tournament thing he did, and, uh, any, and, and a few of his other little uh, side scams. So uh, we have kind of a fund building up to pay people back who got ripped off. I'm going to explain how to claim that money, and we will try to call him one more time, though I have a feeling he won't answer. We have an update on the Bellagio pepper spray bandit. He had his day in court. And we have another reported nightmare from the Rio Cash Game section. Of course, that hasn't existed since the World Series ended, but uh, someone came forward this week about a really bad situation that occurred there. Now, this isn't verified, because this is just a, a 2 plus 2 poster, but it again involves a deck with duplicate cards. If you remember on a previous show, we talked about in that same Rio Cash section at 510 No Limit, two people flopped the nut flesh at once in the same hand, because there was more than one ace of spades in the deck. Well, another situation with duplicate cards occurred, and this one was even worse because of the way it all went down. We'll talk about that. Hmm. And, uh, of course, we have the Ask Vowel segment, which, which we'll get to that in the middle of the show for the people who want to participate in it that can't stay up as late, since we know this show does begin after 10 o'clock on the East Coast and in the middle of the night in Europe. And anything else that uh, we feel like discussing or happen to get into or... You know, if we feel like making a prank call or whatever else, you never know what will happen on this show. Just We just kind of fly by the seat of our pants sometimes, and we will see what ends up happening. And I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that we don't have any technical failures tonight. I have a new idea on how to stop the uh, 
the thing from cutting out during the show and having to restart. So hopefully my idea will be successful. So again, uh, I'm happy to have my co-hosts here. Uh, I have one more announcement, though. I just thought of, I'm not going to be here next week. The entire week, the show scheduled for August 7th, I'm just not going to be here that entire week. I cannot do radio. Uh, it will be up to my co-hosts if they want to do radio without me, if they want to have a substitute third host, or if they just want to cancel the whole thing. It will be up to them, and uh, I'm not going to put them on the spot now, but we will have an announcement soon about what will happen to next week's show, and uh, then the week after that we will return as scheduled. So, anyway, uh, I guess we'll go on here, and uh, if you want to register for the free roll, please do so as soon as you can, because there's no late registration. If you don't get in there by 740, you're shut out for good. Anyway, uh, big story this week, obviously, is the Full Tilt purchasing, or sorry, PokerStars purchasing Full Tilt. Now, this has been talked about for a long time. There's been a lot of rumors. China Maniac, one of our users, uh, longtime community member, has been talking about this forever. In fact, people got sick of it. People were uh, mocking him. I have a friend, actually, who at the World Series approached China Maniac and sarcastically said to him, so, are you still going to tell me it's 99% sure? Like, I, I, I watched someone trolling China Maniac in person about this. And he, got, he really took a lot of flack over that. He took a, a lot of flack, and I knew that the source he had was a legitimate source. But I, I couldn't, uh, you know... If it's a source who's speaking on the condition of anonymity, you can't prove who they are, so it's very tough in that spot. But, you know, he was proven right, and, of course, that's great for everybody. It's great for poker. It's great that the $150 million that U.S. players had on the site and the $184 million that other countries' citizens had on Full Tilt, that $334 million worth of money that was stolen, and that's what it was, it was stolen, not lost, not uh, mismanaged, but actually stolen by Ray Bittar, Howard Letterer, Chris Ferguson. That money is coming back to yeah. back to the poker community, and that's a great thing. I don't have to give you a whole lecture on that, but I, I, I mean, this is really, really good in that there's money in poker again, and that we're going to get paid. Now, personally, I'm not going to get that much because I only have like 900 bucks on there. Do you have much, Brandon? Uh. Maybe fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay, so you have more than me. I want to tell you, I know you're very passionate about this stuff, so it's okay to get emotional. I don't want you to hold back. <laughs> yeah, let us have it. Okay, very good. And what about you, uh, Angel? Do you have any money on full tilt? Uh, I, I, I hate to say this after what I've heard you guys have, but I had like seventy bucks on there. Okay, well, I mean, it's, not, it's not like we have a hundred thousand. I mean, we, I had nine hundred. I mean, that's not that's not a huge sum of money either. So at least kind of no big deal. I'll, yeah, I'll admit I wasn't sweating over this. I, I know there's some people who had most or all of their bankroll on there, or they had like life-changing money on there. And if I was one of those people, I mean, I don't know what I would have been doing all this time. I, I don't know if I could have like kept my composure, seeing people, you know, representing. Uh, that's not Kent Scaler, unfortunately. Um, seeing people who represent Full Tilt, you know, when I walked around the World Series. Like, it, it would have been very hard knowing that most of my net worth was gone and probably not coming back. Turned out it did come back, but nobody knew that. It was looking very grim for a while, especially after the uh, Bernard Tappy deal first dragged and then fell through. But uh, 
I'm glad it is. PokerStars is buying them, and here is the overview on what's happening. Here's a quick rundown. Full Tilt is forfeiting everything to the U.S. government. They're just giving up their entire site, all their assets, all their software, everything. They have this big list of companies, Pocket Kings Limited, blah, 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 all these little spin-off companies that uh, all kind of come together to make Full Tilt Poker. All those companies, all their assets, everything they have goes to the U.S. government for free. So, Full Tilt has agreed to this. They agree to this, so the civil forfeiture charges and the money laundering charges against Full Tilt itself, not against the individuals, but against the company itself, are dropped. So, now keep in mind, everybody who got their distributions, you know, those large distributions, a million dollars a month for Ivy, and, uh, you know, a lot of the other ones which aren't quite as big, but still very large distributions, they don't have to give those back. This is kind of considered a wash. The government Eric, may go after... Eric Lindgren, no money back. Yeah, Eric Lindgren does not have to pay any of the money back. The 250 k that he got per month, reportedly, and shot off, couldn't pay his uh, fantasy football debts. He does not have to give any of that money back. He doesn't have it anyway, but even if he did. Now, the government may go after certain people, uh, civilly and criminally. In fact, they're still going after Ray Bittar, who turned himself in. But so What about uh, someone like Barry Greenstein, who was a thread... Uh, I guess you, you probably guys remember about six, seven months ago where he admitted he borrowed a couple hundred thousand, things like 400,000 from Poker Stars. Yes, yes. And that's, I mean, from, from Full Tilt while he was a member of Team Poker Stars. And those are all. Right, right that, that's an interesting uh, story, and there's many interesting stories surrounding, like, little side stories that are spinning off from this now, from this purchase, that are left up in the air. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, I, I have a big list of things we can. Uh, Get to, but I think uh, it's going to be a mess. It is. I mean, I, obviously, it, it, this is great, and uh, I knew from China and his sources was. I, I believe this was going to happen, but I was reading about this today. I just can't see how this isn't going to be an absolute clusterfuck. It will be. It will. And you know what? Brandon's good at predicting clusterfucks because he said to me, "We discussed when I was on the way to playing the bracelet bounty event." When I was returning from a secret location to Las Vegas and to specifically play the Bracelet Bounty World Series event, and Brandon said, I can't see how this is going to go off without a hitch. I think this event is going to be a gigantic clusterfuck. And he was right. It was. And didn't, uh, I don't know if we played on the air, but I know you asked Seth Polanski a couple questions about why the event was... uh so disorganized. Do you have his response? Yeah, I hate to uh, you know branch away from our discussion, but I can play his quick response. <laughs> I think that pretty much answered everything. <laughs> it doesn't get old, does it, Brandon? No. It's a, I, I saw people tweeting at me about this, how this is a favorite part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ah, um, oh, jeez. You know, you know what I just did? I, I can't ever have a show where everything goes right. I got a call on my cell phone, and I said it was from a blocked number, and I didn't bother to, like, because I was doing the show, I didn't bother to force the number to show itself, because I, I can actually see through blocked numbers, but I, I didn't bother, I just said, ah, it's, it, I had a feeling it was someone who I knew that always called me from a blocked number, so I, I just didn't answer. Turned out it was Ken, who's calling from the one pay phone in the San Fernando Valley that has a blocked number. So, so hopefully, hopefully we didn't miss it. A couple it. people in the chat are reporting that our audio is low. Is there anything on your end you can do? There is, actually. I actually turned your audio down because 
I thought that you guys were too loud on previous broadcasts, and you guys were much louder than me. And I was trying to get it equal. So I'm turning you up now, so hopefully now we'll be equal. I don't want to be louder than you. I just don't want you to be louder than me. So I just turned your audio up. Not all the way, but if it's... Uh, Is this an ego thing? You know what? <laughs> it's a semi-ego thing. It's a, my ego is not big enough to allow you to be louder than me, but it's not so big that I have to be louder than you. It's kind of in the middle. So, anyway, they say audio is fine now. Now Drexel's louder. I'll, I'll just leave it for right now. I'll just leave it for right now. And uh, I'll, I'll try to shoot off an email to Ken Scaler and tell him to... Uh, he, d- he does have an email, just not, <laughs> just not a phone. And... Uh, I'll answer but the next. You have to go back to his apartment to see the email, right? It's not like he's got a smartphone where he can. Smartphone. <laughs> he doesn't even have a dumb phone. He he doesn't even have one of those like uh like Zach from uh, Saved by the Bell cell phones from the 1989 where he has like gi- that giant antenna. He doesn't even have that. <laughs> so. I think to get him one of those though, just to be funny. Yeah, so uh, we should get him that. So anyway. Going back to the full tilt. The is not loud. <laughs> the, the full tilt thing. It is true, Vowels. You, you are kind of soft. You are softer to, to me than um, Drexel is. So if you could just like speak up or whatever. There's not much, I can't individually raise you. I can either raise both of you or lower both of you. I think it's her hormones. Hmm. Just, so? She has a natural, yeah. yeah. Are you yeah, saying it's that, that time of, of the month? Is that what you're trying to say? No, no. I just mean she has that kind of faint, little sexy, low... Okay. Voice. She doesn't have a booming voice. Yeah, you, you were just I, naturally I you louder. I was trying to say it was that time of the month. Yeah, it could be that too. I mean, there's one in four chance. <laughs> anyway, uh, so going on with about full tilt, the money laundering and silver forfeiture charges are dropped against the company itself, but they can still go against go up against various individuals. They haven't dropped the charges against anyone specifically, nor have they dropped their civil claims against anyone individually. Now, after that's happened, now that the government owns Full Tilt from that transaction, now the government is selling Full Tilt to PokerStars. PokerStars is paying the government $547 million over the next three years. Not, I don't know what your exact schedule is, but over the next three years, that is actually what they have to pay to keep to their agreement. I don't know what the consequence is if they don't pay it, but uh, that is what they are pretty much buying it for. But there is one additional payment they have to make. Uh, that payment, it's uh, a fairly large payment. It is... One million dollars. Uh, it's supposed to be louder. <laughs> okay. no, it's actually uh, 184 million dollars. It's 184 times that. $184 million is going to go into a segregated account, not for you, not for me. Well, maybe for you if you're in Europe. It's for non-U.S. players, and PokerStars has to cough that up within 90 days to pay back non-U.S. players with balances on full tilt. I'll get to the U.S. player situation uh, after that. So that adds up to $731 million that they're going to pay. 547 to the U.S. government, 184 to a segregated account that will only be used to pay back players who are outside the U.S. And PokerStars will manage the repayment of players outside the U.S. The Department of Justice is not getting involved in that other than mandating that they put $184 million in that account within 90 days. Uh, 
The civil forfeiture charges and money laundering charges against poker stars itself are dropped. Uh, again, this has nothing to do with any individuals, uh, nothing to do with Isai Scheinberg. They don't drop any individual charges here, but against the company itself, and uh, you know, they're dropping it, and that's important because poker stars is not going to have their assets seized now. Now, the U.S. government is agreeing we're not going after PokerStars' assets. As far as we're concerned, civilly, we're square. So I have a feeling that uh, East is a free man now. Well, yeah, we'll get to that, and that's, that's very possible. He's not a free man yet, but he might be soon. Uh, technically, it's not tied to this deal, though, but we'll definitely talk about that. Now, what about U.S. players, which is the majority of people listening to this show are in the U.S., though we appreciate our listeners from outside the country, what about the U.S. players? Well, we have to apply to the Department of Justice to get reimbursed for our balances. And uh, it's assumed that the players who don't apply just won't get their money back. It's just going to stay with the government. I don't know if there's ever a time limit. I don't know if, it's, if you have a, a year to apply, six months to apply. They haven't come up with these details yet. But uh, if you never ask for the money, they will not give you the money. They're not going to come find you and say, hey, Full Tilt owes you $1,000. They're not going to say that. You have to go to them. You have to apply for the, for the money. And there's some kind of process you're going to have to go through that has not been explained yet. Because this all just came out today. I wonder uh, what the wait will be like for that. That's another good question. So uh, it's thought that there's about $150 million in U.S. player funds that uh, can be applied for. Basically, $150 million was stuck on full tilt, belonging to U.S. players, and now we will be able to apply for it. Now, of course, the government's not going to be paying out $150 million because everybody's not going to apply for it. There will be people who just won't bother, people who won't know, people who figure... That's ah, not enough money to bother with. You know, people who have $32 in there may not want to bother with an amount like that, filling out all these forms. I have a feeling there will be a lot of little accounts that don't get claimed. There will even be some big ones that inexplicably don't get claimed. People who just are kind of out of touch and don't know about it. People who have died. People who have uh, moved out of the country and aren't reachable and uh, don't really follow the news. There, I think there will be a lot more left unclaimed than you think. I think a lot but of how, it, how will you log in to check the exact balance that you left there? That's a good question, because I don't remember my exact balance. I know it's 900-something. I don't think anyone, yeah. except yeah. for the most Nobody's anal people remember that. Who, who, who noted their exact balance every day will remember exactly what they had. They have not stated how that's going to work. I'm imagining they'll probably open up the client in some way and allow people to log back in. But what if you forgot your password? What if your uh, your email address has changed? There's going to be a lot of a mess involved in this since there's been so much time. If they did this like a week after Full Tilt went down, there wouldn't be a mess. Or there'd be a, still a mess, but not as big of one. Because the, the, the problem here is it's been so long. It's now been a year and a half. And it'll be more probably by the time they, they have this whole procedure put together. There'll be so many people with different email addresses, forgot their passwords, whatever. Even I'm not sure if I remember my full tilt password or email I had it registered under. So uh, this is going to be there's going to be a lot of logistical issues surrounding this. But anyway, that's that's what they're doing. And uh, one little thing which has not been explicitly said yet, but uh, based upon other situations that the Department of Justice has dealt with. It seems that people who were involved with the full tilt fraud 
will not be able to apply for this reimbursement. So that, like, for example, if Howard Letterer had $3 million stuck on the site, he wouldn't be able to say, hey, give me the $3 bucks." Yes, I, I was part of stealing $334 million, but give me my $3 million anyway now that PokerStars has bought it. They're not going to let him do that. It seems like in some cases it'll be obvious, but in other cases, how the hell, what are the criteria by which they'll make those decisions? Right, and that's not known. That's another fine question, and that's not known. Uh, the, the exact statement, and this was a statement about another case, and it wasn't about poker, but uh, about another uh, forfeiture case where people were reimbursed who were affected. This was the statement made by the DOJ. A person cannot qualify as a victim if he or she knowingly contributed to or benefited from the offense underlying the forfeiture or was willfully blind to it. Now, some conspiracy theorists were saying, well, we were all willfully blind to it because we knew about the UIGEA in 2006, making it illegal to play online poker, or not to play, but to, for these sites to operate online poker and to process our financial transactions. So by continuing to play at that point, we were all willfully blind to it and none of us will get paid. Well, that's not true. There's no way that's going to happen. The, the whole reason the, the, this process is occurring is to get everybody paid back. So uh, the question, though, is, and you, you brought up a very good question there, Vowels. Who will be considered ones who have contributed or benefited from the offense? Is it the main people, like Bitar and Letterer and, uh, and Ferguson? Or will it be people like Phil Ivey, who uh, I, I would say he was willfully blind to it? Uh, but what about people who received money as small percentage owners of Full Tilt that did not necessarily know about this or even have the access to know? What if they benefited but did not know? And I think a lot of people fall into that category. I think even Eric Lindgren, for all you can say about him, he probably did not know that Full Tilt had spent all the money. But at the same time, he got 250k a month that he shouldn't have gotten because they were over-distributing to him. They were distributing money they didn't really have. So... Um, I don't know what they're going to use as criteria to tell whether you can apply, but uh, it's, it's believed that this will be something that they also use, and it will hardly affect anyone. It'll, it won't affect anyone listening to the show, I'm pretty sure. Unless you received money as part of like a full-tilt distribution, uh, you don't have to worry about it. If you were a full-tilt Red Pro but didn't own any of the site, then it's kind of marginal. But I have a feeling that you're probably going to get How do we know that Ziggy Stockenheimer isn't listening in Sweden? Yeah, he could be. Pro. I, I shouldn't sell us show, so short, actually. I, yes. I, have, I have found that a lot of surprisingly big-name players listen to the show and just don't ever talk about it until I happen to see them. And then they mention things that they heard on the show that I know they couldn't know unless they listen. So, so yeah, it, it could apply to a few people listening, but if you were not someone who was given money as part of like a full-tilt ownership, you are not going to have to worry about that part. Now, what about full-tilt points, their version of FPPs? And, and what about other non-monetary assets, you, other little points and benefits on there? Do you get any money for those? Well, this is not part of the agreement, which means PokerStars can give you the middle finger and give you a zero. However, they're claiming they will make a, quote, fair resolution of those points and other things like points. It's not clear how they're going to make this resolution, if it's the government, if it's the DOJ paying us in the United States, how is PokerStars then going to pay us on top of that? But they claim they're going to make a fair resolution. Maybe it'll be part of what they uh, end up... Uh, I, I don't know, maybe they'll throw additional money into the fund to the DOJ to pay back. I don't know. They haven't explained how that's going to work. Uh, the location of where you are. This doesn't apply to most people. What if you're someone that 
decided to move to Canada or Costa Rica or elsewhere to continue playing online poker after Black Friday? Are you a U.S. player or are you a rest-of-the-world player? Which, which pool will you be part of? Will you be getting paid by poker stars or will you be having to apply to the OJ? Well, it's very simple. This is from Lee Jones. That location of players, whether it's the U.S. or the rest of the world, it will be based upon your verified or approved address on June 29, 2011. Not 2012, but 2011, which means on 2011, or on June 29, 2011, whatever they thought your address was is where you're considered to be right now, regardless of where you actually are right now. So if you had a U.S. address on full tilt on June 29, 2011, it doesn't matter if you're in Albania now. You're still a U.S. player. Now, it's unclear when the U.S. players will be able to apply for their refunds and the exact process on how you apply, the forms you'll need to fill out, or even what the tax implications are, whether the IRS will get involved. That's also unclear at this time. Now, Isai Scheinberg, who's a Yebsite's favorite guy. I just can't tell if Yebsite likes or hates Isai Scheinberg. Like, sometimes I think he idolizes him, and sometimes I think he hates him. Maybe both. But anyway, Isai Scheinberg, the CEO, owner of PokerStars, he's stepping down as part of the agreement. He's stepping down from operations and management of PokerStars. Within 45 days of the agreement, he is promising the U.S. government that he will not be having anything to do with the management of poker stars. And he's already stepped down to CEO. But what does he get as a consolation prize, Jeff? Tell them. What does he, what does he get as a consolation Bill, prize? Billions and, billions and billions of dollars. Or at least he gets... One million dollars. <laughs> at the very least he gets that. But he does have to step down from, from operations of poker stars. He's already stepped down as CEO. The new CEO of poker stars is... Mark Scheinberg, his son. <laughs> right. And I'm sure that makes a big difference. You know, I yeah. should step down as the CEO of Poker Fraud Alert and make Benjamin would tell us. Benjamin would tell us will be the CEO, and somehow he'll be able to competently run the site despite being one. So, anyway, <laughs> he'll that's, do it so much differently than you did. Yeah. So that's that's what's happened there. And uh, Poker Stars and Full Tilt will exist as separate brands. And Full Tilt will go back up and start taking players, not U.S. players, but they'll take uh, the rest of the world players. They will exist separately as if they're owned by two different companies, but it'll all be under the same ownership. Uh, Neither site will be open to U.S. players to play, but they will be allowed to apply for licenses if and when U.S. online poker becomes legal. So uh, they're not guaranteed they're going to get one, but the agreement says that they will not be shut out from applying. So that once online poker becomes legal in the U.S., poker stars will not be told, you can't apply, this is only for U.S. corporations. They will be allowed to apply, but not necessarily get a license. But I'm starting to wonder if maybe this was like a backdoor agreement that they will get a license if they do this, and they just don't want to say it right now. So anyway, that's that's the overview of what's happened. But that's the those are the facts there. But there's a lot of speculation, a lot of things open for discussion, a lot of things open for uh, interpretation. And well, my thinking is that the IRS is going to get involved, right? I mean, don't you think they will? 
they're going to want their peace. Well, yeah, let's talk about that, in fact. That was just about what I was moving on to. The tax implications. That's what everybody has on their mind here, at least U.S. players. What's the IRS going to do about this? Now, first of all, it's difficult to tell if the IRS is going to get involved, whether the income is going to be considered 2011 income or 2012 income, because you're actually going to be receiving it in 2012, provided that they get this done before the end of the year. But it's money you didn't earn in 2012 because you haven't been able to play on full tilt since 2011. So but how, Jeff, how will they even know what portion of it is really income and what the losses were that preceded it? That's another big problem, is that many of the refunded players are actually losers. Uh, a lot of people who are getting money back are actually getting less money than they put into the site. And uh, if, if the income is considered 2011, by the way, everybody will have already filed their tax returns back in April, and they'll have to go back and amend their tax returns. So would the IRS really be expecting, like for you, vowels that you get $70? Are they really expecting you? Let's just say you won the $70. Let's just put aside whether you're a winning or losing player there. But, yeah, we don't want to reveal that. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. But <laughs> let's, let's say the 70 is all winnings. Would they really want you at the IRS to go amend your 2011 tax return to report $70 of, of winnings? I mean, there's got to be some sanity well, to this. Well, do the, do the records still remain intact so that, you know, can you commission uh, the original full tilt records to show what you – Everything you deposited over the years, and I mean, or will it just be within a 12-month period, or how will they do it? Yeah, it's not known, and of course... The honor system? Yeah, and Full Tilt is known to keep very poor records, so what if they've lost records, and what about that whole mess with uh, people who deposited and never had it actually taken out of their bank accounts? How are they going to handle that? Uh, there, there's a big mess with this whole thing, and... Uh, well, you know, what about, uh, you know, there, there's some people that I do know that... When Full Tilt wasn't playing great or able to amass sometimes six-figured digit deficits or, or debts in terms of e-checks that bounced and bounced before it, it was uh, before they found out that that was going on. I mean, there's several people I know that owe upwards of like fifty to a hundred thousand to them. Yes, I'm not talking about like side pros or people that were sponsored. Just people. I, mean, I, I know, even though. I, I never played huge, 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 huge uh, on full tilt. I think at one time I was able to get somewhere around like fifteen thousand a month from from e-checks. I mean, something yes. ridiculous. And uh, w- I mean, what about those kind of people? You think there's going to be any repercussions, like whether it's through a U.S. collection agency or something else, to no. try to recover that? I, I think it can be, but I think no. I think that that money. There's a chance it can be taken away from whatever their balance is. So if it's determined somehow that you rolled them for, say, 18000 worth of e-checks and you have 23000 on the site, it's possible well, to only... No, but I, mean, I know people... That, okay, what I'm, what I'm saying is I know people, more than one, that stopped playing on the site or used aliases because they were unable to play under their name because they owed so yeah, much money yeah. to them. I know what you're asking there, too. Like, people who are busto on full tilt... And, and had no money when the when the whole thing right. went down. You remember back in the day, people would say, oh, I can't play on full tilt, but I'll play on star. I mean, you know, yes, there yes, are certain people that yes. couldn't play on, yeah, that's what I'm referring yeah, to. And I, I know. And I, know I know a few that are quite large amounts. So I'm yeah, wondering right. what will happen with that. So, so that's right. So I think those will just fall off. I think these will be considered just lost money for the company, just like it was lost money when Ray Bittar blew it all. I, I think it's going to be all under the same umbrella of just, like, mismanagement. And... Uh, 
you know, some outright theft, some mismanagement, but the money's just gone, and whoever got away with it, I think they're going to get away with it. I, I think it's very unlikely that if you don't have any money on full tilt, that the government will then come after you and say, hey, you owed this money to full tilt before, so now your balance with us is like minus 100000 so you better pay us 100000 or we're going to come after you. I don't think they're going to do that to anyone for several reasons. So this is more of a, a situation of getting people paid back, getting people a positive sum of money. I don't think they're going to consider anyone to have a negative sum of money, which means even someone like Barry Greenstein, I think, is going to get away with not paying them back. Because I think, I think all of this is going to be forgiven. I don't think they're going to officially come out and say, hey, Barry, you don't have to pay us our 400 I don't think they're going to say, hey, attention all you e-check thieves, attention all you websites out there, Good news, you got away with rolling us. They're not going to say that, but I find it very unlikely that they're going to act as a collection agency for what was an illegal operation back in those days. So I, I, I do think it's possible that if they find the people, if they somehow can track down who made deposits into full tilt and never had it actually debited from their bank, that they may subtract those from money they have to pay back. But I have a feeling they're not going to do that either because those records are probably very shoddy or may not even exist. So I have a feeling those people will have gotten away with it too. So uh, so many people didn't just deposit straight from their bank. They just, you know, made a trade with somebody from another site. Yeah, well, whatever it is. I think it's going to be very simple. Just if you have money on full tilt, whatever your balance shows, you're going to get that if you ask for it. If you don't ask for it, you won't get it. If you do ask for it, you get it. And all other considerations, all other debts to full tilt prior to that, are going to be ignored. I, I don't know for sure, but I, I think there's very likely that's what's going to happen. And I would be shocked if the government actually got into business of collecting debts for full tilt that happened from when they were operating illegally. I think regardless, Barry Greenstein's probably going to be forced, if nothing else, for no other reason, because of the public scrutiny to have to pay. Well, but who's he going to who's he going to pay it to? Is he going to pay it to poker stars, or is he going to pay it to uh, you know to the community? I don't know what he's going to do. But what if Barry just says, "Okay, well, you guys got all your money back, so if I had paid full tilt when I was supposed to, then Ray Batar would have blown the money anyway. So, what do you guys want from me?" Hmm. Interesting. So uh, that's a good point. Yeah. So I I don't know. I agree. This will not look good for Barry if when everybody gets their money, or even before that, they say, "Hey, Barry. Well, now that everyone's getting their money." What are you going to do about that debt? And I think it'll look bad for him if he just says, well, F you, I'm not paying now. But at the same time, like, who is going to go to? Is he really expected to give this to poker stars? And are, are the players really going to care that much if he gives it to poker stars? Because they're not, you know, people like poker stars, but they're not going to feel insulted. Buy a little, stars. You can buy a little townhouse next to Andy Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, the IRS thing's interesting. I had an argument today with uh, someone on the site, or more of a debate, about the IRS situation, because uh, this individual, Stevo, who uh, is a good poster on our site, but uh, he was of the feeling that the IRS is definitely going to get their piece, like no question in his mind. In fact, uh, he was asked, what is the chance that the IRS is not going to come after the players who get refunded from this whole process. And he said that that chance was 0.0. He thought it was 100% that the IRS was going to come after at least the people who have like 5,000 or more. This is such a weird phone call from New York. All right, let's, let's see who this is here. 
You you guys uh, go talk for a second here. Hello. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of agree with Steve-O. I just knowing the IRS and uh, the way that they operate, I can't imagine they aren't going to try to get a chunk of this in some way. I just have no idea how they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. And uh, who was it? You know what? I, I run so bad with answering calls. When I answer the call, then it, it's <laughs> nobody. Is it the IRS? That's probably who it was. Oh, I see. I was. I, it, this shows me how, how stupid I am. I, I forwarded the radio phone to my cell phone. So, like, I answered and like, hello, hello. And they're like, what the hell? Like, they felt too awkward to talk, probably. I think it was... Jeff, is that, is that a home phone ringing? No, no, no. It's a self. It's it's an iPhone okay. with that kind of old, old school... Yeah, uh, okay. Well, I mean, you're an old school guy. I can see having the... Kind of yeah, yeah. What are the, the rotary old school rotary yeah, phone just yeah, for the exactly. walls at your house somewhere? Yeah. What's your ringtone, Brandon? Uh, I just I just have like the normal default whatever it came with. I don't know. It's just oh. like a like a beeping you know sound. I don't know. Mine's a dog barking. I thought that was appropriate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. George, shout out to George Clooney. <laughs> so so where is that little guy? Anyway, the the IRS, uh, me and uh, Steve-O had this debate, and he really felt the IRS is definitely coming after the people with, uh, you know, at least $5,000. And I said, it could happen, but I don't think it's a given. Look at the refund that came to the people who had money locked up on NetTeller from, you know, 2006-2007. The DOJ arranged that refund. Now, they didn't actually administrate it. NetTeller paid you themselves, but... They were the ones who uh, who allowed it to happen. It, it was part of an agreement that NetTeller had with the DOJ, so they're, uh, the owners of NetTeller did not go to prison. And the IRS didn't get involved, and we're talking about, I think there was like $120 million involved. The IRS didn't get involved there. The IRS did not get involved last year when PokerStars refunded money to U.S. players. IRS had no interest in getting a list of the people who got the money from PokerStars. So, well, that's interesting. Well, you make a good point. So what makes it certain that it's going to happen this time? Now, I will right. say that because the money is going to be coming from our government, can this government really pay us money and not tell the IRS? Because you know, the IRS is supposed to know about all transactions, really, uh, of this type in this country that occur. So would the government itself pay you and then not tell the IRS? So I think it's possible the IRS is going to want a list of who gets the money, and you may have to give your social security number when you request whatever full tilt pays you. And it's possible they'll just forward that on to the IRS, but the IRS may not do anything, and they may just go after the really big players. Because as you said earlier, Angel, and it's totally true, these are not necessarily winnings. So even if the IRS sees some guy withdrew $6,200, and they think, okay, it's, it's worth our while to question him about it, well, what if a guy says, well, hey, I actually deposited uh, 20000 on there, but, but I ended up only cashing out 6200 And unless they can really show through a paper trail, a very, you know, unless they can trust Full Tilt's record keeping, that this person really did not deposit that, I would think they have to take his word for it, whether it's true or not. And it, it just creates a whole mess. Now, it, let's say you get $300,000 from PokerStars as a result of this uh, full tilt repayment to people. Uh, then I think the IRS could show some interest. Then it's worth their while to put some agents on it to figure out, you know, because their share of 300000 is pretty substantial to where it's worth putting agents on looking into this. 
But I think for the smaller and medium balances, it's just not worth it to them. It's not worth it to determine who's really a winning player, who really made money. It's also possible they may just shoot out some letters to people and say, hey, you, re- you received this money, uh, please file an amended return for 2011 and hope that people just pay up. They may do that too. I don't think they're going to withhold any money. I don't think they're going to withhold taxes because um, they don't know what people owe. They don't know if people are getting this money as just the remainder of what they deposited or if it's winnings. So I think the worst that's going to happen is that you're going to get some kind of contact from the IRS afterwards telling you that uh, you have to explain this money, whether it's winnings or losses. And maybe if it's very large, they may want to audit you. Well, Jeff, as a professional poker player or somebody who survives um, basically pokering, you have to report your wins and or losses to the IRS every year anyway, right? Yes. And how do you show proof of that? Like, let's say that you did lose money in in a year. How would you prove that to them? Well, that's a good question. You you really don't. They just take your word for it. You're supposed to keep your own records. Now, some things are are in black and white, like your tournament winning. You can't lie to the IRS about what you won or lost at the World Series because they see your buy-ins, or if they don't see it, they can can easily get it, and uh, they'll see what you cashed. But like cash games, if I go to commerce and play and win or lose, the IRS doesn't know whether I really won or lost. They just know what I say happened. Uh, You're supposed to keep as many records as possible indicating what occurred and show them these records if they ask for them. You're not supposed to submit it with your tax return. Uh, Then, uh, but, but the thing is, a lot of it is just taking your word for it. And the funny thing is here, let's say you won 100,000 on full tilt between January 1st and April 15th, 2011, and then Black Friday hit. And you had 100K in your full tilt account, and it was all profit. When it came time to file your taxes for 2011, which was just this past April, would you declare that 100K is income? I would say no, because you didn't have the money, and you had no way to get the money. Right. So I think anybody who won money in 2011 on full tilt and didn't get it because of uh, the money being frozen and actually gone, it wasn't just frozen, it was actually gone, then... I don't think you could report that as income because it wasn't income. I don't think it would be fair for the IRS to expect you to pay taxes on it and then get your money back later from an amended return if it turns out you can't ever get your money. I think it was pretty clear this past April that that money was gone. So the question is, does this become now 2012 income, 2011 income? And uh, it's it's a big mess. And I just don't think the IRS is going to really get involved until... Or unless you got a lot of money from this distribution that's coming up. If, if you had a lot of money on full tilt, I would think there's a fair chance the IRS will be getting in contact with you. Not that you did anything wrong, because you didn't actually have the money yet. But they will want a piece of it. There's a good chance of that. Not for sure, though, because they, they didn't do it for Nettel and they didn't do it for PokerStars last year. So they may just ignore it. Because it sounds like a lot of money, you know, $150 million coming off of full tilt, but remember, they'd only be getting a piece of that, and they're only getting money that uh, were winnings, and they're only getting money that was claimed. For the people that didn't claim it, that the government just keeps, that, that never ha- has anything to do with it. So what is the IRS going to gain from this when it's all said and done? $10 million overall? $20 million? Is that, is that really worth their time? It sounds like a lot of money, but for a, a very, very big agency like the IRS that's not very much money, 
it may not be worth putting a lot of effort into it. It may not be worth their time and and you know starting a whole investigation over ten or twenty million dollars for all these different people. It's very complicated, and uh, you know someone's saying in chat, Eurodoc is saying, you say to yourself, it's not your money till it hits your bank account, and yeah, that's true. I always said that regarding keeping too much money online. That you should always, uh, you should never say I've won this until you actually get it off the site because it's not trivial that money that's sitting online is actually going to end up in your bank account because of several things that can happen, including what happened on Black Friday. I used to say that all the time. But anyway, a uh, lot of questions about the IRS. Uh, we're just speculating now. We don't know. Uh, I think it's very clear the government is going to, they are managing this whole thing mainly for the benefit they're going to gain when people don't claim their money. They don't want poker stars keeping that money. They don't want poker stars paying back the U.S. players and then only some of them claiming the money and then poker stars keeping the remainder that's not claimed. The government wants the unclaimed money. So the government's taking 500, uh, uh, what, $547 million and then just paying out from there whatever gets claimed. And they're hoping it's less than, you know, they're hoping that they get fewer claims rather than more claims. Uh, now, I think there's a few reasons behind Poker Stars agreeing to this deal. Because some people are wondering, why would Poker Stars pay $731 million for full tilt, which is dead and, and probably not coming back? Why is it worth it for them to pay that much money? So, here are the reasons. Number one, they'll have two different platforms to operate if U.S. online poker gets legalized and they get licenses. Now, that's a big if, if they get licenses, but if they do, they'll actually have two different sites running. So people who don't like the PokerStars software or just like Full Tilt better for whatever reason, and they'll probably run it in a similar fashion. They'll probably keep Full Tilt with similar marketing, where you know, play with the pros and all that crap. So they'll have two different sites operating in the legalized online poker market if they can get a license. Also, they eliminate competition in the meantime, before it gets legalized in the U.S., they won't have another group like Group Tappy buying Full Tilt and competing with them. So right now they have a virtual monopoly on online poker in the world. U.S. players can't play, but for the rest of the world, they have a monopoly now. And they don't have to worry about Full Tilt being grabbed by someone else and, and rising up and, and competing with them. And then there's what Brandon said. Isai Scheinberg, who is currently facing criminal and civil charges... Now, they have not agreed to drop this stuff against him as a result of this agreement. This agreement has nothing to do with Isai Scheinberg personally. But, Brandon, you think he's going to be a free man, don't you? Yes, 100%. So tell I us, definitely think he, he cut some kind of deal. So tell us, Brandon, why do you think that Isai Scheinberg is going to be the, a free man, even though this agreement does not say that at all? I've heard from uh, some inside sources as well that... His whole motivation behind this deal was to comply and give the U.S. whatever they wanted so he could walk away. The man has uh, significant amounts of money and be a free man and not have to risk arrest uh, from the United States or persecution from the United States government. And that was his motive all along. And that comes from some very, very reliable sources that uh, are very close to the scene, that that was the motivation behind getting all this done. So, so you're saying that uh, basically the government was saying to Isai Scheinberg that they're holding his freedom hostage for 
one million dollars. <laughs> Times uh, seven hundred thirty-one. Yes. So, okay. So I mean, that makes sense. I always thought that. I actually know directly that he has spoken to associates and said that he was willing to pay whatever needed to be paid to the DOJ just for his freedom. And that is the motivating factor behind all this. Regardless of what you read, that's why this was done this way. Yeah, you know, and it makes sense. Because if you made as much money as Lisa Scheinberg did, if you made billions of dollars, and in the process of making that money, which you made against U.S. law, which you made illegally, and now the government is mad and wants to have you pay up for everything you did, and you had to forfeit $731 million of it, but then you get to walk away free and look and say, look, if I add up the last 10 years, I still made a ton of money. Even if it's $731 million less than I had yesterday, I made a ton of money and I got away with it. I think that's worth it. I think that's the smart thing to do rather than live as a fugitive. Because when you live as a fugitive from the U.S. government, that really damages your life no matter how much money you have. So, I mean, this makes sense, and, and I know Brandon has some inside sources, and it, I would not be surprised if when this deal not only gets uh, totally completed, when I say totally, I mean PokerStars makes all their payments and keeps to everything they said they'll do, that once it seems like PokerStars is really holding up their end of the bargain, and uh, Isai's son is running the company responsibly, that they quietly drop the charges against Esai. And, and they justify it saying, hey, he paid up a lot of money and he saved U.S. players from from getting screwed he, uh, for the full tilt situation, which wasn't even his fault. It had nothing to do with him. And yet, he saved the day. So we're letting him off the hook. He paid his fine. He saved U.S. players. Let's let him off the hook. I, I, I could see that being said and I, I can see how there won't be a lot of outrage from most people. But I have a question for you. How do you think Party Poker, Anurag Dickshit, that's really his name, Anurag Dickshit, how is the Dickshit going yeah, to feel about this when he left the U.S. market back in 2006 when the UIGEA passed, and he, he paid a big fine, too. He paid a ton of money, he left the U.S. market, he let poker stars make all the money and take most of the market share, just so he could keep his nose clean. And then watches Isai Scheinberg get rewarded like this, where he gets to skate away just paying a fine. Do you think this will get the dickshit angry, and that he'll complain? <laughs> and do you think that the U.S. corporations like, like uh, Caesars and MGM, who've wanted to run online poker, but can't because it's against the law, you think they'll be angry that PokerStars is now allowed to compete with them, and in fact had a head start by existing illegally all these years? Do you think that these companies will be mad, and do you think that their outrage will translate into poker stars not getting a license. What do you think? Um, you know what? I, I'm, I'm really on the fence about it. I really don't... You know, I was actually... Excuse me. I was actually surprised when I read in the announcement that as part of the agreement, poker stars will be able to apply for licensing once... Uh, what, what, if and when... Online poker is legalized in the United States. I really did not think that uh, after everything that has gone on that that would that would be allowed or that would even be a provision in their agreement. 
Um, yeah, it's a I very mean, strange provision, too, because it's saying they can apply, but it says nothing about it being approved. So, but, but if they're really not going to get approved, why even allow them to apply unless it's just to kind of jerk off poker stars or some term they wanted when they know they're never going to give it to them anyway? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I personally, and, and again, I, I would love to see them back. I'd love to see things the way they were, but I personally don't see them getting licensed, especially when there are going to be companies like, like you know, Harrah's and uh, Stations and, and other companies that are already set up that are U.S. bound, where the, the, the direct impact in terms of the tax revenue and everything else is going to benefit the United States. I don't see a fathomable way in which Stars is ever going to get licensed and we'll ever, we'll ever see them back. I mean, I, I could obviously be wrong, but uh, it just it, it just – just seems that way. The evidence is showing that. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Angels pointed this out. We're, Jeff, you're going to have to call me back. Okay, I'll call both of you back. You're, I know you were both hearing an echo. I'm not hearing it, but I'll, I'll reconnect you guys. So, uh, of course, we have to have our little technical fail in the middle of the show, but you know, so far we haven't done that bad. So, uh, <laughs> got, I got I'm you back here, Angel, and uh, is it better? Um, Brandon, say something. Oh, yeah. I, I Jeff, you sound very muffled. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, uh, well, the fun. echo seems to be gone. The echo's yeah. gone. I, I think the I think the listeners can hear me okay too. If you can't okay. say so in the chat room, but I think I think for the listeners, I'm probably the same. Anyway, um, you know, I think, in my opinion, and of course, my opinion means nothing. But in my opinion, I don't think that PokerStar should get a license. I, I don't think that uh, it's fair to them that uh, when they existed for all these years against the law and had a head start and made all this extra money, that sends a very bad message to the ones who played by the rules, like party poker, like all the U.S. corporations. I, I don't think it's good to say... I don't, I don't think party poker would be allowed a license. I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense. They have all these leg- legitimate licensed casinos already, or I shouldn't say they're all licensed, but with the software that have gaming licenses, such as Golden Nugget Poker is now online, and and South Point, and Stations, and MGM, and Harris. I don't think, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, knowing how our government operates, that that whether it's Party Poker or Poker Stars will ever be allowed. I mean, maybe they wanted that provision in there, Uh, maybe it's just PR, but I, I don't see that happening at all. I just never see it happening. Um, yeah, well, I don't it's, think... it's possible. I'm sorry? No, I, I, you may be right that they just won't give it to any of these uh, foreign companies. Yeah, and, and I, I guess I tend to agree with you that it, it, it is hypocritical, and I'm not bashing stars at all, because I think the whole entire situation, is, as most do, uh, is just ridiculous. We never should have been denied our right to to play online poker, what we do, and our home, and, and, and I mean, it's just, the whole thing has just tilted me for for over a year now. I mean, just in general, the government just telling people what they cannot, adults, what they cannot do in their home with their own money, um, it's it just, it's the whole notion is preposterous to me. But the fact still remains, as you mentioned, that, you know, party poker ended up paying a fine and leaving, and poker stars still stayed here. And I'm not saying if I, I, I was in higher upper management, if I was east, I wouldn't have done the same thing. 
um, you know, with, with that amount of money that was rolling in and, and him probably always having some exit strategy, whether it was just kind of knowing he'd pay a fine or whether he'd just live his life in exile in a country where he couldn't be um, extradited back to the U.S., you know, that that very well, I'm sure, played into his mind as well. But you're right, they did break the rules. Party Poker cooperated. And just for that reason alone, and I'm not saying Poker Stars was wrong again in, in how they handled it, but just from that, from the logistical standpoint of what you're saying, I, I don't see them coming back. I mean, I, I would just be shocked. And, and, and if so, if it ever did happen, we're talking five years, if not more, down the line. Um, and, you know, I read today on some of the forums, people were getting excited, thinking that within a year and change, maybe, that they'll be able to play on Poker Stars again. And, and it just, it's not going to happen, guys. Not going to happen. At least not in, in the, the near, near, near future. Yeah. I'd say I, at least five years. Yeah. And, you know, money has a lot of influence. And, uh, you know, Caesars and MGM, they don't want a- additional competition from Poker Stars, which is a known brand and a trusted brand and a, and, and a popular brand. They don't want existing competition not. that was already ahead of them because Poker Stars was willing to break the law and they weren't. They, they would be cl- crying bloody murder about that if online poker gets legalized in the U.S. and those companies are allowed to get licenses. So I have a feeling that, uh, oh, I think we have a call from Ken Scaler. Uh, Hang on, guys. You, you can go ahead and talk, you guys. Well. Yeah. Hi, Angel. Hi, sweetie. How are you? I guess we can take a break for a second from all this uh, yeah, poker stars poker talk. How, yeah, how was your week? What's going on with you? Well, um, we had an interesting occurrence. We are babysitting a friend's lizard, and he's a leopard gecko. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, reptiles, but... I am. They eat um, meat. They're not like uh, iguanas. They they require live crickets to be happy. So I went to the store, and I bought him a dozen beautiful little baby crickets, brought them back, and dumped them into his little uh, terrarium, only to find that the sound of crickets chirping was keeping me up all night. So I'm like, would you just eat the little bastards? I, I can't sleep. I mean, these guys are loud. Okay, so, so uh, if you have any recommendations, is that Ken on the yeah, line? Yeah, no, we have Ken. Uh, Ken, are you here? Hi, I'm I'm still Ken. I haven't changed my name to here or anything else. Hey, still Ken. How are hey, you? Hey, Kenneth. How are you? And Ken, believe hey, it or not, is, he's oh, not he's actually I've not calling from a payphone. What? You're not calling from a payphone. I see. You're calling from somebody else's phone. Oh, uh, well, I'm using my friend's cell phone. That's awesome. impressive. Okay, so this is the way it's going to work, everybody. We're, I hate to interrupt here, but, you know, Ken is a hard guy to get a hold of. So uh, we're going to have a little game here to break up the monotony of all the poker stars in Full Tilt Talk. And, Ken, we have a game here called... Wait, hold on. Before we begin, Jeff, just real fast, will you set the line on how many times, the over-under, how many times Ken has masturbated today? I would say two. I'm going with three. I'm going to go with under two. I think it's one, only one day. It's kind of just cloudy in L.A. today. I'm going to go with one. Ken, what is the answer? How many times did you masturbate today? Zero. Oh, Brandon, you win. <laughs> Brandon's the winner. Wow. So Ken, Ken is that odd for you? It's 8.13 on the West Coast. Do not have finished touch. Well, 
Am I answering questions of knowledge or what I've done or opinion? No, no, these, these questions are actually, these questions... Uh, these are just radio-based questions. This has nothing to do with anything. Well, no, I think he's asking the subject, and the questions uh-huh. gonna, uh, in, the, in the game, these will actually be questions mostly about knowledge of poker, but about a few other things. It'll be five questions, and it won't be about your opinion or anything about you personally. So... Uh, oh, okay. And people are going to be guessing. Well, I don't have to answer questions about, you know, who ha- who in my past has had pubic hair and who's shaved or anything No, like no, that. no, no, no. These are these are very clean questions, actually. So, can, I ask a really, can I ask a question before you ask me questions? Yeah. What's going on with Full Tilt and Poker Stars? It was one of them shutting down. Is Cape Around the Merge Network? Is, uh, is uh, like, Doyle's Room still around? Is Bodog still around? Well, what's going on? Well, Ken, we just had an hour and 15 minutes discussion about this, so uh, um, the short answer is Poker Stars is buying Full Tilt, but if you want to know more, you'll have to go back and find our archives and listen to the show. Okay, is it rumored or is it official? No, it's official. It's, it's going to happen. So, Okay, so people, this is the way it's going to work, and I'm going to take calls in a second. Um, I'm going to ask five questions that Ken is going to answer. But before Ken answers, you guys are going to answer, and Ken's not going to hear your answers because I'm going to put him on hold when you guys answer. And so you'll each guess what he's going to say, and whoever comes closer wins the point. And whoever ends up with three or more points is going to be the winner. So we're, we need two contestants. One's definitely going to win, and it's going to be ten bucks you win. Uh, one of you is definitely going to win. And what if there's a tie? What? What if there's a tie? There a can't tie. be, because each one of them wins one of the questions. There's five questions, so one will win three, one will win two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so th- anyway, here's the phone number, and I'm going to take the fifth and sixth calls to the show. And, and don't try to be sneaky and wait until there's uh, you know, a few calls in, because you're probably not going to get through. So anyway, the phone number, and make sure to show your caller ID with star 82. And once again, unfortunately, Bubbles is ineligible, you said? Yeah, Bubbles can't play this week, but he can play next week. The phone number is <laughs> very good. Bubble? Don't ask. Oh, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of our users. The phone number is 775-FRAUD55. 775-372-8354. So call up. Make sure to show your caller ID. Fifth and sixth callers are the two who get on. And uh, we get, we have our uh, first call coming in. I, I, I hope I, the winner has a vagina. Ken, speaking of vaginas, what's going on with that girl you said uh, you had a crush on a couple of shows back? Wait a minute. I'm trying to remember now. You said that uh, there was a girl that had picked your interest in your little, little love, little summer romance going on. No, they're not. It fell apart. I, uh, yeah. So okay. So uh, caller, you're on. You're, you're caller number one. Uh, try again. Two one five area code. Okay, we have another. Well, did, did you did you tarnish it? Did you sabotage it, or just wasn't meant no, to be, just, Ken? I, we've already had two. We've had two calls, by the way. I'm waiting for. So we have a third call coming in. I think this is one step. We'll add him anyway. One step. Hello. Your your call number uh, three. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, nothing. Call back. So we're waiting for uh, fifth and sixth calls. We've had three calls so far. Uh, fifth and sixth callers will be the contestants tonight. And you have to know Ken Scaler, though. You know it, When I say know him, you have to know of him. You have to have heard him on the show before and uh, and know him again. And one step, you're pretty good. You're, you're calling number four, so you have to hang up and be either five or six. And, uh, and give the number out again for the folks. 775-FRAUD55. Todd, who wrote the questions? I did. 
It was, it was oh, my okay. hard work today. Okay, you know, I'm I'm surprised we don't have more people uh, trying to play here. Last week we had a ton of people. Uh, one step, you're one, you're contestant number one. Uh, so whoever calls next will be contestant number two, and then we will. Uh, yeah. So okay, we we have our we have our contestants. Okay, so unknown caller to accept. Press one. I don't know why he does this sometimes, but we have our contestants on the air. Please stop calling if you've. Uh, if you're still trying to get in, uh, caller, you're on the air. Hey, this is Brandon. I was having trouble talking on the Oh, you're, you're the contestant. I, I, <laughs> I call him through the cell phone. Maybe I could get some airtime that way. <laughs> Jeez, I should have recognized the number. I just quickly answered. Okay, well, we, you threw me off. I, I, I rejected other callers here. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll take the next call. Actually, whoever's in the 215 area could call back. I, I rejected your call because I thought Brandon was the sixth caller. So whoever's in the oh, I don't get to play. I didn't know there was a host disclaimer that. Okay, all right. So whoever's okay, in the two one five, no, Brandon, you can't play. Come on now. Okay, I go back to the Philadelphia, and they're having a hot Senate race this year. Yeah, I'm looking for that the two one five person to call back. I won though, kind of. I got in, right? <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I. It's funny to see seven oh two. I'm like, I even bothered to look at the rest of the number. Well, if the two-on-five guy doesn't call in uh, again, it's Philadelphia. I, I think, think that's Weiss. I think it's Weiss, Weiss man, too. Back, but, you're, but, uh, you're guaranteed to play. Yeah. I think somebody's calling in who we don't want to have on the show right now. Philadelphia. Philadelphia is so cool they named a cream cheese after it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not. You know what? I'm about to open it back up because I'm not getting the two-on-five call. So, uh, Weiss, call back. You're a pussy anyway. So, you know, if we don't get... Uh, all right, it's open to anyone now. Next call will be the contestant. Anyone? Almost right. anyone. Please come, Dwan. Please come, Dwan. Oh, the shark. The shark's call would be better. All right, Tom Dwan, hello. Call you're on the air. Unknown caller. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, Wait, press 2. No, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> do we have two callers now? I think we do. <laughs> caller, you're on the air. I have a question. Todd. Yes. How do they get paid? Do you wire them money? Do you mail them a check, a money order? They what, whatever they, whatever they want. They so call, call her from 702. Who are you? That was me. I hung up again. <laughs> just wanted to get some air time. <laughs> this is exactly K-Rock's a million people calling in. No, we, you know what? We used to, Here's the 215 caller. We, we did last week. It's just this week for some reason call we're not getting from it. unknown caller. Jeez. To accept, press 1. To send a voice Okay. Message. 215 caller, Hello. What's up, man? Is this Weissman? There he is. What's up? All right. Weiss? Yeah. All right. What's up, Weiss? What's up, and, and, uh, Kent, How you doing? Do we, still, do we still have one step? I don't know if he's still here. One step, are you still here? Yes, one. Oh, you're still here. Okay. Very good. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read the question. Ken, do not answer when you hear the question read. I will, I will tell you when to answer. And after I ask the question, Ken, I'm going to put you on hold to where you won't be able to hear what they say. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay. So here is question number one. And remember, you're answering not the right answer, guys, wife's men in one step. You're actually going to answer what you think Ken is going to say. And I'm going to alternate between each of you as to who goes first. And uh, since one step was the first to call in, one step will be the one to answer first, then Weiss will answer second, and then the next question will reverse back, and then, you know, and so on. So question number one. 
rank these poker hands from best to worst. And remember, Ken, don't say anything right now. Rank these poker hands from best to worst. Flush, straight, and full house. So, uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to uh, put Ken on hold. And... Uh, So I just put him on hold. So first, one step, go ahead and tell me what you think he's going to say. From best to worst, flush, straight, and full house. Um, uh, uh, full house, flush, and straight. So you think he's going to go the right way? Yeah. You think he's going to know it. Okay, Weissman, you can't give the same answer, but you can give any other answer. What do you think he's going to say? What was the question? Oh, I'm sorry. Rank, rank, these, rank these poker hands from best to worst. Full house, flush, and straight. What do you think Ken's going to say? Now you can't. One step guess he's going to say it correctly. What do you think he's going to say? You can't give the same answer as one step, though. Flush, full house, straight. Okay, so we're going to put Ken on now and see what his answer is. Ken, you're back. Okay, what is it? I... Okay, so so I'm going to give you three poker hands. Tell me which is the best, which is the middle, which is the worst of these three. What are the choices again? Full house, flush, and straight. I'll go with Bob Saget. No, come on, Ken. Answer it seriously. Okay, I'm sorry. Because Bob Saget's full house, straight is heterosexual, and flush is the toilet. Okay, I'll be serious. Um... Uh, full house, flush, straight. I'd say, I'd say full house, straight, flush. Full house, uh. straight, <laughs> flush. Okay, you're almost right, Ken. It's actually full house, flush, and straight. So, so it, nobody got it. So it looks. So what happened is they, they tied here. So here's the rule about the tie. I already made. I forgot to say this earlier, but oh, the rule about the tie. <laughs> I actually had this already prepared. The rule about the tie is whoever gets the, the whoever gets the higher ranking one correct wins, which means the winner is one step because he said full house and that was Ken's first answer. So uh, whatever you say, um, Todd is God. Okay, so w- one step wins the first question. So we're going to move on. You almost got it right, Ken. Oh, by the way, Todd. Yeah. Todd, so say the girls are friendly. We don't have that much power left for bars. So if it hangs up, I'll we'll have to run to a paint store to finish the game. Great. So. That'll be make great radio. Okay, I thought radio's going to run out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, we're we're going to speed this up then. Okay. Um, can't you plug it in or something? Doesn't you have a charger? Scalar sounds like he's in Afghanistan. Uh, he, he kind of is. All right. Sounds like somebody's beating up um, something over there. Jump real fast before we continue so there's no controversy. The chat is saying that it was a bad ruling on your part. Well, that, that I mean, it was that, arbitrary and capricious. No, I actually made these rules beforehand. I just forgot to say it. Anyway, uh, n- number two. Um, and and this, will, th- this will be easier to rule on, by the way. Um, here's the question. I'll put Ken on hold. Is it best to wash typical bed sheets... In hot water, warm water, or cold water, or does it not matter? Those are your four choices. Hot, cold, warm, or does it not matter? What's the best temperature to wash typical bed sheets? I'm going to put Ken on hold, and then you guys can answer. So so go ahead. Uh, Weissman, you answer first. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You think he's going to say. Okay. What do you, what do you say one step? What do you think Ken's answer is going to be? 
Hot. All right. Ken never does laundry. That's why I'm asking this question. This with or without bed bugs? <laughs> Ken, do you think that it's best to wash bed sheets in hot water, cold water, warm water, or doesn't matter? Are there stains on the sheet? Um, for your bed sheets. Oh, my bed sheets. I would say, I would honestly say. Also, it doesn't matter because it's screwed anyway. Uh, okay, so the winner is Weiss. <laughs> All right, so it's tied 1-1. One, one. All right. Yeah, you know. Okay, question number three. And by the way, whoever has the radio on, please turn it off in the background. Uh, number three. What is the name of the poker site that was owned by Chris Ferguson and Howard Letterer that cheated everyone last year by spending their money that was on deposit? And uh, here, here are the choice. Well, actually, I won't even give choices. Ken's going to have to just, you know, say this outright. So that's the question. I'm going to put Ken on hold. So here's the four choices you guys can pick. It's either Full Tilt, which is obviously the right answer, Poker Stars, Absolute Poker, or The Field, meaning anything else he says, including I don't know. Is Ken so, on hold right now? Yes. Okay. So, so that, those are the four choices, and the, this will first go to uh, one step. Which one? Uh, full tilt, poker stars, absolute, or the field? Uh, hmm. I'm gonna say full tilt. You think you can get it right? What do you say, Weiss? What did he say? Full tilt. So you can say There's poker no stars. There's no way he knows. There's no way he has a clue. <laughs> so you think it's poker stars absolute? I'm or say he does actually. So, but, but well, go ahead. I'm, go ahead. Uh, I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to play this? So, all right, uh, Weiss. What do you think is going to be poker stars absolute or the field? The field can even be I don't know. I think he's just going to say something ridiculous. Okay, so field, the field. The field. field. Uh, okay, we're going to put Ken back on here. Ken. Name, yeah. the, name the site. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I want cross auction. Weiss, uh, right, wait, can, 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 oh, hold on. can I have a steak? Can I bet you a steak? Oh, right that, that but Ken's already on, on here. But I want a cross book here. But, but Ken's already on. What are we going to do here? No, I'm not going to say Dinner, yeah, dinner. Dinner, 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 dinner. Okay, we got a bet, Weiss. I'm going to say he does. Okay, all right, okay, okay. all right. So go, uh, go, ahead, go ahead, Ken. I want action here. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yes. Absolute bet. Absolute bet. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, you know, you know what, I, I hate to tell you, Ken, but but that's actually unfortunately absolute bet. Should we rule should we rule that as the field or should we just should we have him take another guess? But neither of you that's said that. That's, I guess that's the field. Okay, so Weiss wins. So Weiss uh, is up two to one. What was the answer? The, the answer's full tilt. Okay, number four. It better be a good dinner, Brandon. N- number four. Oh, I'll be collecting on that. <laughs> yeah, you, d- you just made it where Weiss gets to buy, uh, Brandon has to buy Weiss dinner, and Weiss is a pretty big guy, so Brandon's going to be spending a lot of money. It's, 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 it's a good dinner. Little Steve's coming. Does he have a girth like Philip Helmet? Uh, Philip Hel- Phil Helmet isn't even really fat, he's just tall. Anyway, um, number four. I'll keep that in mind. Okay, so number four. Um, 1-800, that's in. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> Number four, which is what's the name of the guy who won the World Series of Poker in 2003 and kicked off the poker boom? No way he knows it. You don't even have to give me multiple choices. Hold on, no way he knows it. The problem, the, okay, so why you did go first here? So so you were you're already taking the field. Well, hold on, I'm going to put Ken on. I'm going to put Ken on hold, and. So one step you can't pick the field. So are you going to get you it, by default? It has to be Chris Moneymaker. So if it's Chris Moneymaker, then you win. Okay. What kind of odds can I get? Because I want to play that. He says Philip Helmuth. <laughs> <laughs> Philip. Can I? Is that one of the choices? No, you're you're stuck. To, there's only two choices here, so you're stuck with Chris Moneymaker. You can take the choice. You're, you're t- you, Josh, you, I have to say I like this game, but the rules seem very arbitrary and Well, we, we, we can. This, is, this is the initial. This is the initial. Uh, you know, game we're playing here. We can change the rules later. This is the first. Okay. You know, you always got to work out the box. to go first. You got to go first. Why? So you got the field, and one step yeah. gets Chris money. Maker. I nailed it. And I have Philip Helmuth. If anyone wants to, <laughs> send okay. You know what? One step. I'll give you Chris. I'll give you Chris Moneymaker and Phil Helmuth. Uh, that's what I'll let Phillip, you do. Phil up. Okay. Phillip. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> Ken, you're back on here. Who, who who won the 2003 World Series of Poker and kicked off the poker boom? Okay, it's not the Marshall Tucker Band. It's uh... <laughs> a good answer. What? Do you, do you know? Do you have any guess or any anyone you might know? Uh, it's not comedian Neil Hamburger. I'm giving plugs while I'm thinking. Uh, come on, come on, Ken, Ken, Ken. Can we want to run out of juice on the phone here before we finish? I'm going to guess Phil Ivey because he was a uh, <laughs> <laughs> So close. But Weiss wins. It is the field. And Weiss is, you know, right now uh, Weiss is the winner of the game. But we're going to do the fifth question anyway. So the fifth question. Ken, you're stuck, by the way. The, an- the answer is Chris Moneymaker. What was the answer? Oh, Moneymaker? Chris Moneymaker. Oh, yeah, I heard about that guy. Yeah. It was full of Yeah, okay. So, so number five. I'm sorry. Number five. If you get five parking tickets within a year in California, do your auto, in- do your auto insurance rates go up? He hasn't driven ever. That's true. Ken has never driven. That's why I'm asking. No the question. chance he's ever had auto. Well, I, I know he, he hasn't. But okay, I'm going to put Ken on. I'm going to put Ken on hold here. I'm putting Ken on hold here. The first question. The first choice goes to One Step, who's already lost, but he gets to tr- at least not get humiliated. One Step. Do you think he's going to answer yes, no, or don't know? Uh, he's going he's to answer in the mouth, all over. He, what? All over in the mouth. Come on, one step. What's the answer? Um, yes, no, or don't know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, don't know. And what do you say, Weiss? He's going to say yes or no? Uh, yeah. Okay, he's going to say yes. The actual answer is no. Your rates only have to do with uh, moving violation. Ken, Ken, you're back on the phone here. If you get five parking tickets yeah. with, within a year in California, do your auto insurance rates go up? Yes or no? Or, or you, if you don't know, you can tell us I'm that gonna too. Say, I'm going to say no because I thought it was like three or four. You think it's three or four? Well, actually, the answer is, Ken, it has nothing to do with parking tickets. Your, your auto insurance rates have to do with your driving <laughs> record. But uh, <laughs> neither of them win this. It was actually th- This one was actually a tie, but it doesn't matter because Weissman is the winner. <laughs> No, 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 because Weiss won the game three to one to one. Three wins, one loss, one tie. How do you spell Weiss? Like the Jewish spelling or the 
It's a Jewish spelling without being a Jew. He's a non-Jew with a Jewish name. Ken, why is it Jewish? You should send it to the president. Baruch Abay Adonai Aleheim Amalachalam. Dallar, I want your hair piece on my head. I want your hair on my head. I can't even hear you. You sound like you're in a third world country. Yeah, Ken, you, your connection's not very good here, but, uh, but th- Ken, thank you for participating here, and Weissman, congratulations, and One Step, congratulations. You got a free dinner on top of that, too. No doubt. Ship the 10 bucks to the, the free roll next week. I'll take the uh, dinner, though. Thank, thank you there, Weissman. My friend actually owned a because she found this boring because she knows nothing about poker. Okay, well, as opposed to you, who knows a lot about poker, I can tell. And this girl I'm with is not yeah, just a friend of the lady. Okay. Well, all right, so thank you, Weiss. Uh, good job in winning the game. Thank you, One Step. And uh, I have a question. Can, can I ask a question? I, 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 Wait, what happened? What, what happened? There's the, the game's over. I didn't hear it. <laughs> what happened? What's your, what's your question, One Step? I really, I, <laughs> no, wait. Can you just connect him? Because I, I, can't, I can't hear it. It's very distracting. Well, just give me your question. I, I can't even understand. Sure, you don't have to get it so, 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 you know, such a, you know, hey. it's a it's a really What is the question? This is, this is what we need to do. Since, uh, since One Step did lose, I'm going to, uh, I think, uh, look at Skype, Druff. We need to give him a consolation. You know what? One step, hey, One Step lost, does that mean I can kiss his sister? You can kiss what? him. Actually, you can kiss him, Ken. One step yeah. is actually of a of the no, uh, bisexual no, 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 variety. No, 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 no. Is no, one no, step on the line? Yes. Is he still here? Okay, but yes. before we hang up on him, look in the, look in the chat, Druff. And uh, look in Skype. I think that should be his consolation prize. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see here. Oh, give $10 to Haiti? What? <laughs> 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 give $10 to Haiti. Okay. You know, if if uh, if Weiss wants to donate the ten dollars he went to Haiti, I'll be glad to send it over there. <laughs> what do you think he of that one step? For president campaign in Haiti, he ran ran once for president of Haiti. I can't believe I know that. trivia. But you don't know poker trivia, apparently. <laughs> well, money make well, I forgot, man. I'm sorry, okay? I don't play the game. Okay. Don't be sorry. It was very entertaining. You were great. American Wrestling Association. Ken. I know about that. Ken. Ken. Right, let's give, Ken, let's yeah. give, let's, let's give uh, one step his consolation prize, Todd. Can All I, right. Can I, can I ask, can I ask Ken something? Go ahead and ask Ken something. Ken. Uh, have, Ken, have you seen the picture of Colin Fitz? I'm not answering any questions about that girl. Okay, very good. Okay. All right, thank you, One Step. All right, Ken, thank you for calling in. I'd have you on longer, but the sound quality's poor, so uh, call back next week from a well, better phone. I'll use a pay phone next time. Okay, that's much better. Thank you. Ken, I just want to say right. thank you so much Wait, that you how? provided a lot of entertainment for all of us. How come well, One Step? I'm glad I helped out the show. I was going to throw Nerds talking poker, I couldn't handle it. So no, you were you were wonderful. It was very good, Ken. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm glad I'm glad I call away to the monotony. Now I can go back to playing card sharks with Bert Convy or whatever. Okay, thank you, Ken. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a great night. 
All right, so that was Ken Scaly. We played our game, and uh, we were almost done talking about uh, Poker Stars anyway. Congratulations to Weissman for winning the first installment. And you know what? We, we can change this game as far as the rules and all that. I, I made up the rules in advance. I really didn't make them up as I went along, I promise you. But uh, I actually thought of these problems with the ties and all that. But, you know, maybe you guys don't like the rules, and we'll, uh, we'll fine-tune it next week. But I, I thought it was a, a pretty good first effort at this game. They were capricious, Jeff. Capricious. They were capricious, yes. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, that was the uh, $10 What Does Ken Scaler Think game, and uh, always entertaining to have Ken on the show, though hopefully next week he'll call from a payphone. How often do you tell someone to call from a payphone to have better sound quality? I just don't understand why the cell phone was so bad. Yeah. It was the worst ever. I know. It was terrible. So that's why. Usually I like keeping him on here, but I couldn't stand how soft he was, and there was no way to turn him up. Anyway. You sound how soft he was, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> but it was very entertaining, so good idea. So uh, just, just finishing off the, the full tilt, the uh, Poker Stars thing, what do you guys think will happen to Ray Batar now that this deal has been made? Do you think that's going to give him any help? as far as not getting criminally charged or not getting criminally charged as badly? Um, as I stated from the beginning, I don't think he would have come to the U.S. and turned himself in if there hadn't been some discussions, something already signed. Uh, exactly. I'm with you. Some I, kind I don't believe that he's on the table. Something in terms of already a, a deal with the least... Um, some agreement with the uh, Southern District Attorney, with U.S. Attorney of New York. Uh, I, I I just don't see why he would come. Um, he could still. I mean, I don't. I, you know, people always say this. You know, they want to come back to the United States, but you know, there are plenty of places that he could go that the United States would never touch him. If he was really looking at coming here, knowing that he could be facing 15 years in in prison or even 10 years in prison, he wouldn't show up. Yeah, uh, he would just take his money, and he, he there, there are tons of places that he could go to that he'd never get extradited. So I'm still of the belief maybe there'll be, you know, a, 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 a small token jail sentence. Uh, you know, I, I could see that definitely being possible. A year, a year and a half, he still gets to walk away with a lot of money. Um, but in terms of it being a, a severe penalty, some approaching like five years or more, not going to happen. I, I suspect. At worst case scenario, maybe a year and a half, two years, if even that. And do you think that they're going to go after Howard Letterer and Chris Ferguson at this point, either criminally or civilly? I know that they had they, they had some civil forfeiture proceedings against them, but uh, will they be arresting them or at least going after their assets, or do you think they're going to just drop this whole thing now that uh, this deal has been made? I kind of feel like they probably also have some deals on the table, but it would be interesting to see somebody go down for this. I mean, is anybody going to get jail time? Yeah, it's a good point. It bothers me if people get to walk away from this, who made a lot of money from it by just stealing from poker players, even if Esai came and bailed us out. That's not fair. These people should not have been able to steal the type of money they did and just walk away from it or get a slap on the wrist. And I I think that... uh, even if the players get paid back, and even if the government makes money from it, this should not be forgiven. Because it's not them who came back and, and paid the money back or came up with the money somehow. Uh, th- this was a, a third-party company coming and saving the day. And that doesn't... Well, let, me, let me ask my co-hosts right now. Do you guys want to take some prop bets that somebody, anybody is going to jail and who it's going to be? Well, I mean, if it's any... Obviously, the, 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 the favorite's going to be Ray Batar. Chris... 
Ferguson, Howard Letterer, and I guess since he was charged in the uh, in original indictment, although I, I've heard from so many people that know him that vouch and swear that he has the utmost character. I'm talking about Ray First, who was uh, also, you know, his name goes a lot without being mentioned, but he yeah. was charged as well. Um, and a lot of people that, that I respect that, that know him personally, and of course, no one ever really knows a man, have said that 100% that they would vouch that he uh, had, had no knowledge of what was going on and, and definitely was not a part of any of the shady, shady dealings. But I think at best case scenario, something may happen civilly. Obviously, there's already been money confiscated from uh, Chris Ferguson, I believe, has there been money confiscated from Howard Letterer at all? Because I remember the bank accounts actually being listed that were confiscated that belonged to Chris Ferguson. But in terms of either one of them, or I guess even Ray first going to jail, not going to happen. Uh, I, I still don't even think at this point, although we all maybe know and suspect that there isn't even concrete evidence in terms of like a report, like, you know, not to compare it, but like what went on with Penn State where the former director of the FBI did a, a very thorough or what they considered a thorough report into the, you know, the past 10 years of or actually longer of what went on at Penn State in terms of this. I mean, that's the first thing that seemed odd. I thought at this point there would be some sort of a firm um, you know, that would have just looked at the records, gone through everything from day one to year, and given the people, the government, just everyone in general, some sort of definitive explanation of what went wrong, of what happened. Well, you I think mean, maybe that now that uh, Full Tilt got sold to the U.S. government, even though they're reselling it now to PokerStars, that I know this isn't in the official agreement, but maybe there's some kind of quiet agreement that uh, well, they get to go through Full Tilt's records and, and figure all this out? Maybe. And also, Drexel, shout out to Drexel's number one fan, by the way, in the chat. He has an interesting point, and, and this is something we talked about before. Uh, Ray Batar is going to snitch them out. And if anyone has the answers as to who know what, who knew what, who knew it when, uh, just the time frames and, and people's culpability and everything, it's Ray Batar. Um, so that as well could be something, uh, as we were mentioning before, in terms of what brought him or to the United States uh, under the, the pretense that he was willing to cooperate and spill the beans and give them everything that they got on everybody else. Um, because, again, I, I, I don't know of any other party that would know who was culpable and who wasn't more than he was. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I hope... both agree with that? Yeah, and I, I hope that uh, that is something that they're going to be doing, is trying to question Ray Batar and uh, arrest other people involved with this. And Val, how do you feel about that? I mean, I, I guess I would, in a way, I would like to see somebody be held accountable, Um but at the same time, the whole idea uh, that poker uh, has been illegal is tainting the situation. So I really feel this is a great question. Bootsy Collins asks in the chat, Jeff, do you think this will improve the poker economy ultimately? Well, uh, unfortunately, no. I think it's something that uh, will inject some money back into players who didn't have money to be playing you know, people who were kind of knocked out of the game were knocked to play really down to really low limits because they had their whole bankroll in full tilt. But I think those people are the good players. I don't think these are players that we really want back in the game as as fellow poker players. And, and nothing against them. I think it's great that they're getting their money back. And I think, you know, from a moral standpoint and from just, you know, liking the poker community standpoint, I'm very happy to see everybody getting paid back. And I, th I think that's a very, very good thing. 
But uh, as far as making the games good again, I, I you know is injecting a lot of people into the game who are already winning players going to help? No, I, I I I don't think there's going to be a lot of fish who get their money back that that now go sink it into live poker or go deposit it on the merge network or whatever. Uh, so I don't think it's going to do that much, though it may increase participation in, in future tournaments or things like that, uh, but I don't think it's going to help what, the games. What, well, you know, there are two, two things that I, we kind of touched on earlier, but I'm just wondering. Of the amount of money that's going to be refu- refunded, I myself personally probably know about, geez, maybe 12 to 15 people at least that are not professional poker players that had money on full tilt, small amounts, uh, ranging from as, as low, I think one friend told me like $8, $12 to as high as, you know, a couple hundred, that most likely are never going to take the steps to do anything to get refunded, um, A, because they just don't care and the process isn't worth it, or B, because they're not privy to the kind of knowledge that, that we are in terms of they won't even know unless I tell them or or somehow they stumble upon what's going on. Out of that, and I have to assume there's, there's thousands, if, if not even millions of other people like this as well. How much money do you think is just going to go unclaimed? If you guys just had to guess. I mean, I, I'm going to say it on the record now that I would think it would probably be somewhere close to 40 50%. I think it's going to be that high. I, think too. I, oh, I, I don't think it'll be that high. Really? I, I, think, I think that too. people will try to get what they can, but really, 40, 50 million? I, I don't no, know. No, no, he's saying more, 40, no. 50 percent. You're saying 50, 50 percent of the money? No. Yeah, 75, 70, like 75 I, I'd, million. I'd go lower. I'd go 30 percent. What do you think, Jeff? I actually, th- I actually was thinking 50 percent myself. I was just thinking a lot of the small balances are going to add up, and, and there will be a few big ones. You've got to think there's, all those, there's a lot of people that had significant money. It, the, the people that had small chunks, I think, far outweigh that. I mean, for every Phil Galfon and Melanie Wisner and, you know, I mean, you could probably name, I don't know, you know, maybe 20 or 30 people that had a significant amount of money. It's not like there are tons of people with a million dollars or more on there, but I think there's so many everyday players that had a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there, a couple hundred here, and those people have moved on and and stopped playing online poker and got them jobs. Yeah, and and they're not even following this. I I think so. I think it's going to be right in that area. Yeah, it's both people who don't follow it, who don't even know that this is happening, or people who just say it's not worth it. It's just just too hard to go through all this crap to, to apply for and everything else. Uh, and then, of course, you have to think of the, the people that don't, that even know about it, that say someone has seven or $800 on there and, and, and they're poker prone, know about it, but say there's something, you know, they owe the government money in, in taxes or they want to be off the grid, so to speak. There are going to be a lot of people that just don't, they're just going to give it up, that the money isn't worth it to them to, to be on the radar or to have any... Uh, communications, so to speak, with the government. That, that's as a well. good point too. Like, yeah, let's say let's say you've been winning a lot of money online, but not been paying taxes on it, uh, and you have uh, two thousand dollars on there. Uh, do you really want to have the government give you that two thousand dollars in exchange for your social security number, which may go to the IRS, or do you just want to say, yeah. I, I want you nothing know, to do with right, it? Right, that's a good point. Well, it, it's going to depend on how many hoops they make you jump through to yeah. get your money back. And they may never say what gets claimed. I have a feeling we'll never find out the answer. We're not going to say that. Yeah. Of course. You know, it's funny. You made this reference before. Uh, I think this was months and months ago in reference to, I thought it was obviously one of the worst movies, but 
I believe it was Superman four the, with the Richard Pryor scheme. Superman and, three, and, because you know, but that's kind of what this is like. There's going to be so many pennies and, and change that's going to be just not claimed. It really is going to add. People don't realize how significant the number is going to add up. Yeah, to. it really does and add then up. Also, have to consider people that have died. Okay, since then, which which I, I don't know the percentage, but you know, unclaimed money, people that have passed away. Uh, you know, people that that don't want to interact with the government—it's going to be quite a bit. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be in the tens of millions, without a doubt, without a doubt. And uh, again, I wonder. Although I agree that the money's never going to be announced, what was not claimed, I do wonder what the government will would indeed do with that money. That's my next question: Is will we ever get to know? Well, probably going to some. Highway Reclamation Fund in, like, Alaska or something. Well, you know, it could. What happens is this office, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York, they specialize in busting large criminal organizations that are very well funded, and then they seize whatever they can of these criminal organizations, and at the end of the year, they brag about how much they seized from criminals, and it looks great to the public, you know, $2 billion seized in 2011 from criminals, I don't know if that's the money, if that's the figure, I'm just throwing it out there, like, they, they brag about how much money they've seized from criminal organizations, and that, uh, I think it goes into some sort of government general fund, I haven't really looked where it goes, but, uh, you know, this is like they go after uh, major drug dealers or so many organizations that go after where there's a lot of money behind it and that they can do big time seizures and uh, either sell off the assets or just keep the assets and that's what this office is about and that's what this is about this wasn't about enforcing the law this wasn't about anything they didn't like about online poker from a legal or moral standpoint it was a target. It was an easy target for a lot of money, and that's why this is all ending up with poker stars paying 547 million to the government, which the government's going to keep all of it minus whatever gets claimed, which will be a maximum of 150 million, but uh, probably less than that. So they're going to walk away with more than 400 million dollars from this. Would you say there's no possible chance that any of this has to do with the fact that it's an election year? No, it, that, it just, that I mean, I, I was thinking about that earlier, but I can't see any angle in which Obama would even comment on this. No, no. Whether, yeah, I, it, I mean, it's, it's just a coincidence that it happened to be near the election. But, uh, but they are, you know, the government is making through this office in the Southern District of New York uh, over four hundred million dollars from this, and uh, you know that's that's the reason they did this in the first place. And why are they making a big deal about getting the players paid? Because they don't want a riot on their hands. I don't mean a, a literal riot, but I mean they don't want protests about this office enriching itself at the expense of poker players, innocent people who got their money stolen. So they, they play it like this is all about getting people paid back, but that's just to pacify everyone. That's just to shut everyone up so they don't complain because they, they, can't, they wouldn't dare take $500 million dollars and then say to the players, tough luck, you're not getting this back. That would look awful. So this way they get the players back, paid back, and they get a lot of money, and everyone thinks everything's wonderful. What 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 percent of people do you think, and, and is this, maybe I shouldn't suggest this, but I know it's going to happen, uh, of people that are going to send erroneous refund requests to the government, just like people file false... You know, you read every year, I'm I never... I never, I never understood how people get away with this. Like, you'll see, like, somebody that didn't even work or had no income filed, like, for an income tax 
refund of like 1.3 million and they got the money and of course usually like the IRS catches on and you hear about this but uh, I wonder about that too if it, you know because especially since I, I believe that you know with payment processors being shut down and, and just taking off in the middle of the night I don't think they're going to be able to, to, to account for every single dollar that uh, you know, was was in users' accounts. Well, no, so I was really I think, wondering I think if people, this is going to set a mad frenzy of broke poker players or DGens trying to fraudulently send out claims. No, they might, like, but the problem is they they're going to have definitely have a list of what people's balances were when full tilt went down on April fifteenth, two thousand eleven. That's what they're going to use. They're going to ignore everything else. That's a, I'm just about sure that's the way they're going to do it. And anything but else? You, would, you might be able to claim that their records were inaccurate. Yes, and there may be some attempts to do that and angle the government. And I think the government's going to give you a big deal. Or, or, for example, you could also state that, but you can claim you had a wire that was coming or a check that was mailed out, and those funds were deducted days or weeks before, and you never received that. And that balance, and your balance that they have doesn't include. I mean, there are a lot of angles that you could shoot from here. Yeah, there so. are, but I think they're going to be very. I think they're going to say you have to really show us proof. Like very concrete proof, or otherwise tough luck. You're just getting whatever your account shows. Well, you know, I, like I said, that's what people have done with taxes, and you always hear about these people that, you know, get, uh, you know, and, and again, I don't, I don't understand how that works. Like, I mean, I, I've, I read year in and year out, and I have to imagine some of these people never get caught. Some of them do get caught and just and and or or don't get caught and take off to other countries. Some of them obviously do, and but how do you file a fax uh, a fake? tax return when you don't have a job or you make limited money and then you get like millions deposited into your checking account. How are people able to do that? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Someone actually got away with that. You know, they, they, someone actually got like a $2.5 million state refund by pulling that. Right. And, and actually got away with it for a little time. But they really, like, somebody, it's not like these are these are like the, the criminal geniuses, you know, of our time. Some of them would just go to like, you know, they do it at home on the, you know, the, the whatever, the TurboTax or the various software programs. Well, and they just file for like an insane amount of a refund check. And, you know, six weeks later, it, it's direct deposit in their checking account. There's supposed to be check, there's supposed to be attempts, uh, there's supposed to be measures in place to prevent this, but occasionally they fail, and that's how a few people get away with it. You can't just go and say, Hey government, I paid uh, three million too much in taxes this year, so send me three million dollars and have them do it. Like it, it, that just about will never work. But occasionally it slips through, and the last time it did slip through was actually a state government that did it, and a human being actually approved it there. And I, I don't, I'm sure that guy doesn't have a job anymore. But uh, um, I can't believe that didn't raise a red flag. Yeah, but here's a, here's one other question, and then we'll close this topic. Um, what about people who bought? Other people's full tilt money. Because people on 2 plus 2 were doing this, saying, hey, I don't think full tilt's ever going to pay back, so I've got uh, $10,000 on there. Uh, if you give me 6000 right now, you'll have rights to my 10000 So not many people did it because there was trouble logistically with getting that done. Because, yeah, sure, you can get $6,000 from someone, but how do you know that that person, you know, how does that person know you're actually going to pay them when the time comes that you get your full tilt money back? But for those that did, yeah. But for those that did, um, what what's going to happen? Are we going to get a lot of scam reports of people who sold or who bought full tilt money at less than a hundred percent of other people's, and then those people just go uh, say go fuck yourself and then go cash it anyway for themselves? 
Like, I wonder if we're going to have that. So we'll have to see. It's an interesting thing to think about. But I, I'm sure we'll hear about at least a few of these on 2 Plus 2. Of uh, people who... Because whoever, whoever was selling their full tilt money probably needed the money immediately. And was probably willing to take that loss of whatever percentage. So my guess is those same people probably lost that money and now need the money again. And when they're getting money from our government for money that's supposed to go to someone else, I have a feeling they're just going to pull a Jamie Gold and try to take it. So... Anyway, and that's how will the losing party prove their their case? Yeah, I mean they can try to look at two plus two posts, but uh, you know, and how do you sue someone that takes the money and and either is hard to reach or or blows it and and is uncollectible? So I definitely think that will happen, and I think we'll see maybe even you know small claims cases. Yeah, I, uh, I I wonder how much Durr has bought since all this started. Yeah. I know he was going around for a while buying, buying. I mean, when he was in that ultra-confident guaranteeing everyone would get paid, offering to buy it. Uh, I, I don't know if he's since been doing it as the news looked bleaker and bleaker earlier this year, but uh, from what I recall and read, he did buy a sizable amount of debt from uh, from people that I, I don't even know what, what what he paid on the dollar for it. But uh, Yeah, and are, are people going to screw him? And, and what will he do about it? Is he going to call people out, or is he going to just kind of be uh, passive about it and just let it let it go on? Like, can you see Durr running around calling out someone who scammed him in that way? Or do you think he's just going to say, screw it? I don't know. I don't know, but it's going to be a question. I, I just actually got a, t- uh, a message from... Uh, someone that hasn't joined PFA yet, or maybe they haven't and hasn't posted, but his name was The Greek on other forums that we've used, and he's yes. listening. Shout out, and uh, he's actually, I was talking to them before, he, it's pretty interesting, maybe we should have him on sometime. He actually uh, goes to Penn State, and he's, you know, been involved in, or not involved, but he's, you know, seen everything that's gone on there, and I guess, I don't know, maybe at some point, I know it's kind of winding down, it would be interesting to have somebody that actually attended and saw the writing and just everything that's going on there give their perspective of the incident. But anyhow, nonetheless, he had a question. He wanted to know it was, do you think they're going to compensate for full tilt points? Uh, well, yeah, we talked about this He's claiming he had a grip of them uh, on there. And what do you think? Are they going to accumulate those in the dollars? What? Uh, and I know obviously none of that's been mentioned. All we can do is speculate. But what, what do you both see... Uh, happening in regards to that. Well, it's kind of weird because uh, you know this is not part of the agreement, but PokerStars said they're going to be fair about it. But I'm trying to understand how are they going to pay people because this does not seem to be part of uh, this 547 million that was sent. So if it's the U.S. government paying U.S. players back, if we have full tilt points and PokerStars says, hey, we'll be fair about it and give you some value for them, how are they going to pay us if it's not them who's been paying the U.S. players? So uh, it seems like they, they have some kind of plan to pay people for them, but I just wonder logistically how they're going to manage it if they're not the ones behind actually paying. What, what do you think, Vels? I really don't know. I, I mean, I just um, I think it's going to be the biggest clusterfuck of all times between people trying to get their money uh, legitimately and having to deal with the government and then people trying to get their money back from individuals it's honestly i don't think this is going to end it's going to go on for years yeah it's it's going to be a mess brandon called it it's going to be a mess and i i know it is i know he's right about this and then the last thing uh, that at least i want to say or, or i guess bring up 
is whether it's six months from now or a year from now, when all this is finally just completely moved past us, where is this forever going to leave Howard Letterer and Chris Ferguson? Uh, and again, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna put Ray first name in there. I'm just gonna use those two because. Again, of, of what I spoke of before of having intimate knowledge and the people that are very close to Rafe, and of course I can't vouch for him, but uh, you know I have reason to believe that uh, he really did not know anything that went on. Uh, but in terms of Chris and Howard, what happens with them? People are paid back. Do they slowly, in two years, make their way back into poker? I mean, do they do they issue an apology? Does it maybe come out later that they were they're exonerated and even uh, the only thing they could be considered being guilty of is just being bad businessmen and not thieves, or are they forever just gone off the radar? I mean, no more World Series of Pokers, never stepping in card rooms. They'll just, whatever money they have, they'll live on, maybe get into other endeavors outside the poker world. Well, where do you see, where do both of you see the two of them years from now? Well, I think that uh, the poker world will never really accept them again. Barring some kind of bombshell that they were really left in the dark and uh, and Bitar was just totally behind all this stuff and that they were tricked. And I don't think that's going to come out. I think it'll be the opposite. If anything, we'll find out more of how guilty they were. I, I think their reputation is uh, is very much harmed by this. And uh, I think that... I, I don't know if they'll ever go to jail. I have a feeling they won't. What the hell is that? Uh, that that's a baby who, who's who's. That's Ben. Wow, that's, that's Ben. Wow, that doesn't really that doesn't sound like a baby. God, uh, there's an echo. Sounds like a car crash. <laughs> he's he's crying pretty vigorously. He, he always seems to get mad when we talk about Howard and and Chris. I think that's when he's had his big outburst. But <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I mean they're not going to go to jail. It's not going to happen. That's you know that's not even the issue. But I'm just wondering if one of two things if they will slowly somehow uh, release, you know, a public statement saying that, you know, they didn't, they had nothing to do with everyone, got their money back, and try to slowly come back into the poker world, or will they just be gone forever? And I guess Eurodonk made this point that they'll be considered among the likes of, like, a Russ Hamilton. Right. They'll just be shunned, and, and uh, they probably will have to keep their noses out of poker. But... I, I don't know. It seems hard to just completely stay out of poker when you don't really have any other means of, you know, that's like... Well, I mean, they've life. done it... They've, well, A, they've done it for over a year and a half now. And I, you know, they haven't... Uh, it's been two World Series in a row that neither one of them have shown their faces. And B, I, I'm, I'm quite certain that both of them have uh, accumulated enough funds, uh, regardless of what has been seized, that if they never play another hand of poker again, they're going to live much better than every one of us that's listening. And, and in terms of finances, uh, you know, than, than all of us will ever in, in our lifetime. Um, I, I know there's money put away, and, uh, I mean, it, it, it's not like they're going to be destitute. So, I don't know. All right. I, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's too bad. I, they, they really deserve to be in jail is the truth. But uh, I, I don't think it will happen. I hope it happens. I hope Bitar rolls over on them and... Uh, they press criminal charges against them, but uh, I'm afraid, especially because that uh, office is more interested in money than they are jail time, uh, I'm afraid that it's not going to happen, especially if those two end up paying a fine or uh, 
or forfeit things. So, uh, well, I'm hoping at the very, very least, and I, and I just believe this, that because Ray Batar did come here, and, and I believe it was orchestrated and prearranged for many months, that we are still going to find out more to the story. Uh, in terms of the, the backdoor dealings that went on uh, with Full Tilt for years and years, I still think information will come out. And I hope it does, because I think more than anything, just I don't think getting the money is enough. And I'm not saying people need to go to jail. I'm not even making assumptions on, on who should. But I think the whole story should really be told before we move on from this. And, I, and, and really, at this point, that, you know, besides the fact now that everyone is getting paid, that's what I am uh, looking forward to the most, just uh, hoping that eventually the whole story comes out. And we have just definitive facts on who knew what and who the real scumbags were in this whole scenario. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, uh, one other DOJ story today that's that's really getting uh, very little press because of this huge story about Full Tilt, and that is the story about uh, Absolute Poker. There's actually a, a, a big thing about Absolute Poker that came out today related to the DOJ, and no one's talking about it. In fact, I even made a post on, on Poker Fraud Alert, and it has zero replies, even though I, I posted a document and all this, and it's just because nobody cares uh, because of the other story that's so much bigger. And in fact, uh, the whole UB situation was really dwarfed by the full tilt situation. That's why everyone stopped talking about Travis McCarr and UB, and it really fell to the back burner. Uh, I compared it to September 11th and what it did to Gary Condit's scandal. Uh, so uh, what uh, what happened here is that uh, UB, or, or AP actually, has agreed with the Department of Justice to forfeit everything and let their funds be liquidated. And there's actually a document indicating that. And... Uh, you can find that document if you go to Poker Fraud Alert's uh, Flying Stupidity Forum. I, I made a thread about it called Absolute Poker Next. Government and AP reportedly agreed to liquidate assets. But uh, basically, they're going to liquidate all of AP's assets, which, uh, you know, just like they're doing with Full Tilt. AP has agreed to let this done. There's only one little hitch. There's a company called, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, uh, Avone, Avione, I don't know, A-V-O-I-N-E. They briefly owned AP in 2007. Is that the tequila company? Uh, no, no. I, it's, okay. uh, I've never heard of them before. But they, they've made a claim for whatever the assets are because there are some shareholders that got screwed in the, the whole mess that was uh, the various sales of, of UB. So they've made a claim for these assets cl- uh, for their shareholders, and they're also claiming that they were unaware of any illegal activity at the time on the site. And we're not just talking about the cheating. We're also talking about the, the way they were depositing and withdrawing for users, that they had no idea that despite the UIGEA already being passed, that, that AP was breaking U.S. law by offering these poker games for real money. And that, uh, therefore, they should have rights to the money from the uh, liquidating AP's assets. So basically, because otherwise if they admit that they were part of uh, uh, of the whole thing with breaking the law, even if it had nothing to do with the cheating, then they don't qualify for the money. But they're, they, they're using what's, what's known as the innocent owner defense, that they were uh, just tricked and uh, that they want to be paid ahead of the players. Now the Department of Justice is likely to tell them to go fuck themselves. And, and give the money to the players, but it's not sure. How much money are we talking about? Well, that's the other question. Um, AP players are not going to be getting back 100% of their balance like full tilt players will. 
I, I, there's a Pocket 5 article that I also posted in that same thread from March 13th that says at best AP players can expect to see 15 or 20% of their funds back and maybe not even that. Uh, also, of course, when they liquidate AP's assets, there has to be a buyer who wants to pay substantial money for the user base and the software and, and all that. Uh, and So I don't know if they have a buyer, and if they don't, their assets aren't really worth very much. You know, the, the physical stuff, the servers and all that, are, you know, they're not worth very much money at all. So it's really the intellectual property of, of the software and the uh, the user lists, etc. So and no one has stand uh, has stood up to say they didn't they'd be interested in funding that. Well, some people are speculating that if this was announced by the DOJ, and this is there's actually an article on Bloomberg.com about it. It says Absolute Poker, an internet gaming website, agreed to forfeit assets in a settlement. Uh, of U.S. claims that the company conducted illegal online wagering inside the country. The forfeiture will include deposited funds, receivables, hardware, and intellectual property, according to court papers in the government's lawsuit filed today in Manhattan. Uh, assets such as the databases of absolute poker players are likely to, quote, substantially increase in, decrease in value if not sold soon, according to court papers filed. So uh, they, they are, they're trying to say we, we're going to sell it right away. And but who would buy that that's software? That's a good question. I mean, it's so buggy, and, and God knows what kind of holes are built into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the question of who, who's going to buy this at this point. I mean, yes, they could rebrand, but I, I don't know. But some people are speculating they wouldn't be announcing this if they didn't have a buyer. But you never know. And, and I'll tell you, from my own personal opinion, if, if you were a casual player who had no clue what had happened at UB and AP and were just playing there and all of a sudden Black Friday occurred and you lost your money, I think you deserve your money back. But if you were one of the people who continued playing there after what happened and continued supporting that company and continued to keep that site active uh, by playing after the scandals, I don't want to see you get your money back. I'm actually happy to see you not get your money back because uh, um, you helped them exist you help them go on without consequence by uh, continuing to play there after the scandal. And the reason AP and UB are gone is not because of that scandal. It's because of uh, Black Friday. And they had the same thing as Full Tilt, where they just blew all their money. They blew all your money on the site. You know, surprise, surprise, that they didn't keep the money in separate accounts and spent it all. But uh, anyone who kept that site afloat, knowing what had happened before, uh, I'm happy to see them lose their money. And I stayed off there. I didn't continue to play. I forfeited money I could have kept making from winning in those games out of principle. And the ones who didn't... Were those games softer? Yes. But, uh, and they're especially softer because people stayed away who, who, who didn't want to continue right. dealing with that company. But, uh, you know, it, yes, it was your choice to continue playing, but uh, if, if you did this out of greed, uh, then I don't... Uh, I actually hope you don't get your money. And I've, I've said that before. And uh, so I, I really am happy to hear the Full Tilt people, you know, the people who had Full Tilt accounts are getting their money back. But anybody who had money on AP that knew what they were doing, that knew the company's history, uh, I'm not going to be excited for them if they do get their money. But uh, I think I would rather see them get the money than that uh, Avion or Avon company who, uh, you know, was clearly unethical and I think probably knew about the cheating and all that. I mean, those are real crooks, so I, I hope they really don't get it. Uh, in, in the best case scenario, they would just uh, redistribute it to 
other more deserving people, but of course that'll never happen. But so thanks, how do you these, spell that company name? Is it French? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's A V O I N E. Okay. I you think Tiffany Michelle's getting her money back, or is she going to have to <laughs> concentrate on <laughs> her days of her lives, French dealing, uh, acts? Uh, yeah. That, that <laughs> I'm sorry. I know this is just uh, okay, a tangent yeah. off the subject, but if anyone hasn't checked it out, I, I guess you can use a search feature, and I guess uh, search for just Tiffany Michelle, but there is, I guess it's probably been about four months ago, she had a cameo. On uh, I believe it was Days of Our Lives. It was Days of Our Lives, yeah. Where she where she played a a high stakes private room poker dealer. Was it like a was it a French accent? I think it was like supposed to be Russian, and it was a terrible accent. <laughs> I think it was like a Kevin Costner situation where she had it for a few minutes and then lost it. <laughs> and the funny thing no. was that was in this scene the uh, the players objected to her as a dealer. And then they, not because she was supposed to be a bad dealer, but because they thought she was uh, in on uh, on shady dealing there, and, and they got a different dealer. So she, that was her little cameo. So they actually brought in a different dealer to replace her, not because her accent was terrible, but that's probably really why they brought in a different dealer. Now, <laughs> I, I know we don't want to talk about this too long, but it does need to be addressed. Now, there, there, there's already been two discussions on uh, different things that went on with uh, the DOJ today, so I think it's only fitting that we now discuss another ruling or another situation that's going on, um, I guess there hasn't been a ruling yet, with the DOD, uh, the Department of Druff, in regards <laughs> to the Templar situation. Yep, that's a, that's a good thing to move on to. So we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit, and then we'll let uh, Vowles do her segment. Uh but has the Department of Drug made a ruling yet? Well, yeah, I, I, pretty much. So here's what's going on. Uh, I think it's it's pretty clear that the Templars are scared. Is this the Southern District of Secret Location that made this ruling? <laughs> yes. Or is it Northern, or what, is, yeah, what would you the, call it? What's your jurisdiction, Drop? What do, you, what do you give yourself a... Okay, it's the uh, DOD SDSC, which is the Department of Drugs... Department of Drug Southern District of Secret Locations. <laughs> You know what's funny? I really am at a, the Southern District of Secret Locations right now. It's actually accurate. But that's the that's the we've made a ruling here. Now, let uh, me ask you real fast before we go on. These secret locations are these revolving secret locations? Like, I mean, you know, how, like the President Obama will crash one night at like Michael Jordan's house or something. Is that what you're doing, or are these just like do you have like seven or eight that you just always go revert back to? Well, there are certain secret locations that do repeat where. Uh, uh, I am. I, I go back to mother-in-law houses, or. But uh, but yeah, there, there's a few different locations, and then other ones that kind of are like cameo locations where I just uh, appear occasionally. And then, by the way, it, it's funny. I just uh, want to point this out. Uh, Jacob and I, we were just talking about Tiffany Michelle. I just wanted. To, I thought it was funny. We made a bet on. Uh, Filthy Limper Radio, which I'm, I'm actually going to talk about that later on, that uh, we had a, a prop bet. This is a 10-year prop bet for 10K, and we each had to pick a uh, porn star. We had to pick a poker player that will, that will at some point break into or do mainstream porn. It's 10K and you have 10 years. <laughs> and his choice was Tiffany Michelle. <laughs> wow. Well, it's funny. He, he's going to have to text me. I can't even remember who I, who I picked. Um, oh, I can't remember. Who, but it, that's, that's who his choice was. 
And, and you know, actually, I, I don't even think it was I picked a choice. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, as long as Tiffany Michelle does not do mainstream porn for 10 years, I win 10K from if you I, know, I, I don't think mistaken. she's going to. You think so? You think so? No, I don't think she is. I think oh, that she's. Think so? I think that uh, if, if she. If worse came to worse with her, I think her family would bail her out. Yeah. Do they Funny. have a lot of money? Well, for example, she's homeschooled. So I think anyone who's homeschooled. Kind of not she, or she's not homeschooled. No, no, no. But the thing is, you, you think about people who are homeschooled, and these are our parents who are very. Uh, are, are so fanatical about... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, and you know what, before you say that, BCR makes a good point. After Jason made, or picked Tiffany Michelle, he, I'm just, I'm not trashing anyone, I'm just, you know, I'm just telling it how it is, it's all on radio. Uh, he instantly snapped tilted a little bit, thinking that the much better choice would have been genocide, and wanted to, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm not, listen, I, I know genocide, I've known it for years, I'm not making any statements, but that was after giving it more thought, who he wished he would have actually bet, and uh, I, you know, I guess, if you had to pick one of the other, Druff, what, what would you go with? Oh, I, I would definitely go with genocide over Tiffany Michelle, though I also think Genocide's family would bail her out before she'd have to do this. Or, and I think both of them would sooner, oh, like, yeah. sh- like, shack up with poker, other male poker players before they do this. Uh, yeah. and, 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 uh, but I still think that their families would uh, always back them before. That, you know what? This is, this is how bad I am. Okay, this is the actual bet. He, he just texted me, I forgot. He picked three. And all I didn't, I didn't pick any. The three that he picked, and only one of them has to do a porn, was Lauren Kling, and that was right in the midst of the, you know, hashtag it grows back fast. Yes. And Lauren Kling, Beth Shack, and Tiffany Michelle. And as long as I dodge all three of those doing any porn for ten years, and homemade porn does not count unless it gets leaked. Uh, I mean, if it gets leaked. It was like one of those where they do it and then they put it up for obvious publicity, but like if some stalker, you know, or, or you know, somehow films something, it doesn't count. So I just have to dodge those for three years and I have ten or ten years and I have ten k coming to me. Okay, well, so. ten years is a long time, but uh, good luck. I, I, think, I think it's a great some, some, some may say five years is a long time. Yeah, true. Well, yeah. Right. So, anyhow, I'm sorry, off the subject a little bit. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, going back to our original subject, I have an update here that uh, you know regarding the Templar and the scamming situation. I was saying that I believe it to be a scam at this point, but I got some very reliable information that the reason that the Templar has been gone and has not paid as promised is because his godmother has an ingrown toenail and is having surgery, <laughs> and he's been by her side ever since our radio phone call two weeks ago. Well, should we try calling him first? I think before we anything should. Else? It- We've got to do that before we make any final pronouncements. Yeah, let's give him a call. Uh, give me the phone number again. Uh, actually, you know, it's funny enough, I was looking here, and I actually got another phone number from him. Oh. I have two numbers. Now. All right, we'll try them both. So let's give me one second. I, I am going to send it to you on Skype. And I assume, uh, I, you know, I follow the, the forums as, as much as I can, uh, but I, I assume there's been no contact no, no contact. Part towards any users or yourself? No contact, and I, I just checked my PayPal account for uh, payments from him, and uh, what I received was... Zero point zero. Okay, that's one... Okay, I just... 
sent you one number. All right, we'll try that one first. So let's try that, and we find the other one. All righty. Try that first, and we'll see what happens. Now, if he's listening to the show, he probably won't answer either one, but what the hell. And uh, make sure to ask him how his godmother's doing in her ingrown toenail. Remember how two weeks ago, within two days, we were supposed to have the money? I do recall. At least we have a fund to back this up now. At least we can make it right, sort of. It's not even from Esai Scheinberg, either. He didn't have to get involved. I was going to go to him next and ask him. Yeah, if he bailed out Ray Batar, then, you know, a much smaller amount of money for the Templar. Who rescues cats or whatever he does. Right. He does love the kitten. Yeah, to my knowledge, this is a home phone. Um, oh, what's ringing right now? The one that's ringing right now is a home phone. It's not a cell. The one I'm about to give you is a, is a number that a uh, source gave to me that is a that is a cell number that he has used at one point or another. So that's the next number we're going to try. Jeff, and are I, you blocking your number? I'm just calling from the radio phone number. I'm not even sure what it shows. It, it may show something weird like one two three four five six seven. That's good. All right. Well, they're not answering that one. So uh, go ahead and give me the second one. It's already there. Oh, it's there. Okay. All righty. So we're trying the second number here, and I just got a tweet. This is pretty funny. I got a tweet from somebody saying that they're You're loving to okay. an automatic voice message system. Five one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got a first ring voicemail, meaning like a cell phone turned off, and we got hmm. a home phone that rings and rings and rings and rings and eventually you get a fast busy. So that's what I expected. I didn't think we were going to reach him, but, you know, we had to take a flop and try to catch him. I just got a tweet from somebody named Black Freddy who says he's listening to our show, enjoying it while watching Barbershop 2. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. not quite sure what that means, but uh, anyhow, shout out to, to you. Glad you're You know, I'll Barbershop tell you a compliment I got from one of my first radio shows ever. I did a college radio show back in the summer of 1991, and I got a call from a guy who, I assume he was black. He sounded very black, and he said his name was Leroy. But I don't think it was a white guy imitating a black guy. He sounded very authentic, like a black guy. And he told me that he likes my show, and he's listening to it from the back of the bus. And I, I didn't know how to take that. Like, I, what do I say back to that? But, uh, I'm pretty sure that was not a real black person. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it could have been a black guy like with self-effacing humor. Like uh, we make fun of ourselves for being Jews. It could have been the same thing. But I, 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 I didn't know what to say to that. It's kind of a, a compliment that's, that's difficult to respond to. Like, so. Well, Jeff, give us your final verdict. Well, my final verdict on this is that the Templar w did scam people. Even if he didn't set out to do it, uh, he did it to where... Uh, he took money from people and spent it when he wasn't supposed to. That is money he was escrowing, money for his uh, his buy a piece uh, deal he was doing privately with people that he solicited through this site, and uh, and other money that uh, I guess people spent privately that they sent him for something or other. So this is what we're going to do. 
Well, Jeff, with all the calculations, what's the total amount that he scammed? Well, that's that's what we're going to get to here. I don't know is the short answer. But I'm going to create a thread tonight after this radio show's over. And it's going to be the official Templar uh, refund thread. And this is a thread where you post what you sent to the Templar. Even if you posted it before, this will be the thread where I collect it all so I don't have to go through a million different threads and PMs and figure this out. So I'm going to make this thread... And you need to post in the thread if you sent the Templar any money that you did not get back, that he just kept and disappeared. I don't care. Now, here's the priority in how people are going to get paid. First, we're going to have a fund that uh, we have. We already have some money from it. Uh, some came from Jacep, that, uh, where Jacep had a prop bet with him that uh, the Templar actually won. But obviously, Jacep's not going to pay him. Jacep's going to pay our fund which is very, you know, very generous of him rather than just canceling it. So he paid, he already did. He sent me 150 bucks for that. Uh, I have, I think, $77 of my own that I had from the Templar that I'm going to add to that fund. Uh, Slim T, even though he's not exactly popular around here anymore, and he did, did and said some bad things to Brandon, he has $200 that I'm holding of his that he, the last thing he said he wanted to have done with it was paying back people who got screwed by the Templar. So, okay, you know, I'm not going to refuse that money. That's that's what he wants to do with it. I think that's nice. And it doesn't erase any of the stuff that happened with Brandon. And I think a lot of that was very inappropriate and continues to be inappropriate. But, uh, you know, at least that, which is completely separate, I, I think is nice of him to do. So I'll add that to the fund unless he objects. But, you know, his last idea was to add this to the fund. This is actually his idea to do it. So I'm going to add all this money plus anything else that I may have forgotten, any money that's been sent to me or will be sent to me for this fund. And then from that fund, I'm going to pay people back who got screwed in any way by the Templar financially. Now, this is the order in which people will get paid back because the fund may not equal the total amount stolen. So I have to give some priorities here. Uh, priority number one will come to people who've always said nice things about me on the forum and have never argued with No, I'm just kidding. The priority number one will be people who participated in the weekly tournament league and escrowed money with him. Now, if you didn't escrow money with him or um, it, you, know, you didn't lose any money in the whole thing, then don't apply. But if you sent Templar money for that league and then he vanished on you, you'll have first priority. Why? Because... This was something that was kind of running through this site. It wasn't officially sanctioned by the site, but it was running on the site. I didn't say he can't run it. And uh, I think any like contest going on on the site where people got screwed with their money being escrowed, that should get the first priority. Second priority will people be people who did the buy a piece thing, that he solicited people privately. And so if you participated in that, you'll be second priority. Once all the people who... Uh, lost money through the weekly tournament league, get paid back, then you will get the remainder. And then if there's any money left over after that, people who lost money through private dealings with him that are not from the buy a piece thing, you know, you'll have to, of course, post proof or privately send me proof, but you will also get the money back. Now, I've had a few people contact me saying that they have proof, but they don't want to discuss all this publicly, like like someone who got cheated out of, say, $50, but 
but they don't want to disclose all the details publicly, but they're happy to send me all the proof privately. Well, these people will be last priority, but if there is money left over, they will get that too, and I'll determine it, and then I'll, I will post in the thread what people are getting back, who's getting it, and the ones who want to remain anonymous. They'll be in the back of the line, or I guess the back of the bus for the guy who listened to my radio show 21 years ago, but uh, they will get compensated, and I'll just put anonymous, and only I'll know who they are. But that's only if there's money left over. So I'll start that thread tonight. I will give everyone ample time. I think I'll give it about two weeks, just in case anyone's on summer vacation or whatever, uh, before I actually distribute the money. Once the time's up, that's it. Once I distribute the money, that's it. It's gone. Even if you you would have had a claim that would have put you in the front of the line, uh, if you show up after the period's over, tough luck. So two weeks is a pretty long time, so... I think everybody should be able to uh, make their claim, and if not, uh, too bad. So that's what I will do. You'll have to provide some reasonable proof. So you can't just show up and say, I mailed the Templar $500 cash, and he screwed me, and it was all for this leak. You, you can't just say that. You have to show me PMs that were sent. You have to show me uh, screenshots, whatever it is that you sent. Either post the whole story in that thread or post in the thread and then send me a PM explaining it, if you don't want to put everything publicly. But it will have to all be done through that thread, uh, except for those anonymous people who want to go in the back of the line. And uh, and I will compensate people in that order. And that's the way it's going to be. And you know, if, if by some miracle the Templar ever shows up and gives people the money back, then uh, we'll hold free rolls with that money. But that's the way it's going to work. And that's that's the end of that segment. So, Vowels, why, why don't you start with with uh, what you want to do tonight? We'll have the Ask Vowels or the Vowels um, segment tonight. And, uh, certainly. Right I'm being asked by One Step to give a shout-out to his official hottest twinks of the 2012 Olympics thread. I don't know why, uh, but perhaps he feels that uh, some of our listeners will come to the site and look at his hot boys. So I, I'm giving that shout-out. Um, <laughs> that's his consolation prize for losing the contest tonight. Um so I have a question for both of you. You know that song, Silent Lucidity? Unfortunately, I don't. That's right. One of my favorite albums of all times, entitled Empire. I loved it. You know okay. every song on that album. So for some weird reason, the last few times I logged on to the site at PFA, every time I look at the name of our forum that we post in, which is Flying Stupidity, I hear the tune to Silent Lucidity in the back of my head. And I think we should get somebody to do a, um, a flying stupidity to the tune of Silent Lucidity. I, I don't know if anybody has that kind of talent, but I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, well, uh, okay. Anybody, <laughs> anybody would like to. I don't have the talent to do that, but if anybody would like to. And I, I can see where that would one would remind you of the other. I don't even know the song, to be honest. I'm not a oh, great oh, fan. Okay. But, well, uh, Brandon, we'll have you play it for us next time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually, um, next week when uh, Druff is at the uh, secret non-radio location, we can play it because I'll be running it from okay. uh, the, right. the the headquarters out here. I will tell you next week at this time, I will be in a very very remote location. I won't be anywhere near any big city anywhere. In fact, it'll be questionable whether I can even listen to the show from where I am. But uh, I'll try. I'll try to sit in the in the very corner of my mountain cabin. And uh, and you know get one bar to listen to the show as as someone once said I did. 
So, anyway. Um, well, on to my question for both of my handsome co-hosts. Let's assume a situation arose that something happened to society, civilization, um, where you were no longer able to make love to a live female anymore. Um, I mean, it just wasn't available. Would you be willing to turn to a synthetic version um, in order to satisfy your sexual needs? I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> okay. So just uh, have, have just use your imagination here. What if something happened to society where there just weren't enough women to go around or so many people had died off that you were no longer able to make love to a human female? Would you be able to survive without having sex? Would you turn to being gay? Or would you be willing to use a synthetic replication of a human female? And would that be something that you would consider? Well, <laughs> this is the question. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm just um, – one more time for me. What are the choices? Jeff, can you explain this to him? <laughs> so, so you're asking would I be willing to have sex with like a, a, like a fake woman, like a doll or something? Well, wait, are you saying you, you're, not allowed to have, you're not allowed to have sex anymore? It's just not or, available you, anymore. There's, there's, like no, you're, there's no women. Like you're Tom gone. Cruise on that island or something? Sure, sure. Or there's, okay, no, there's no more women. There's no more live vaginas. Okay, so it's it, so it is impossible to have sex by normal by what the normal definition of sex is with a female partner. Okay, so I get that. So that's just out of the question. Cannot happen. So my choices then are to well, you can do, certainly pleasure yourself. Um, okay, but, but what if uh, technology had gotten you to the point where they had replicated? a human female, to the point where it was actually maybe kind of attractive. I, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I know someone that actually offers, or that is, it owns a company that produces replica vaginas of porn stars, okay? <laughs> and, uh, no, this is true. I, I've seen it. I've and, actually heard about those. Yes, and what... what and it's amazing to me how many people actually purchase this product, but uh, it's like I've never used it, so I'm just I'm, I've actually seen it before. It was shown to me. Well, no, but I'm just saying I've, I've never I've, I haven't had the need, so you know, thankfully in my life to use it. But it's molded and shaped in, in the size of I mean I can't believe I'm saying this, but the vagina lips and the texture and the, the color is molded just like the the. the adult entertainer, porn star, whatever you want to call her, and it comes with that molded vagina and a video of her, okay, <laughs> getting fucked, and you, you watch it while you master, I don't even know if masturbate's the right word, stimulate yourself, you know, b basically it, it's like virtual sex as close as it can be, um... But that's just the vagina. It's not the whole girl. No, it's not like a whole... Right, yeah, that's not a difference. A face and the breast. Right, exactly. I, no. I will tell you this. I would never want to have sex with like a disembodied vagina, even if it felt really good. <laughs> like I, I just couldn't bring myself to do that. There's no, there's no allure to that, especially a porn star's vagina. I think the, I think of porn stars, I think that's like their least desirable feature because it's just been pounded so much. He's like, you know, who, who would want that at that point? Uh, but... Um, 
Mark Feikon brings a good point on that. I guess this is true. You can get a replica vagina, mouth, or anus these days, he says, very easily. Yeah, see, I wouldn't want any of that. All but the I can, inputs are available. I can but tell like you. Jeff says, I mean, it's not the whole girl. Now, we've probably all heard about that real doll that was um, in the news for a while. They did, like, a documentary of men yes. who had taken real dolls as their real-life lovers. You guys hear about that? Yes, yes, and you know, and I've seen the real dolls. I've never seen one in person, but I've seen pictures of them, and they just—they don't look that real to me. They—I think right. it's still very far off. And I'll tell you, if I actually—if uh, if they could come up with a female doll that that looks and feels real, to where the only thing you're missing is the human interaction, but as far as like, you couldn't tell the difference between that and, and a woman who's kind of like knocked out, um, then I could actually see myself doing it. You could see yourself doing it. Well, what if there was a company that came on the scene that was offering one of these sex dolls, but they made her into a robot where she could actually talk to you and respond to you? Would it sound now realistic? Now it's not just, you know, a, like a big Barbie laying in your bed, but you're actually having some sort of human, quote, human interaction. But would it, would it be good interaction? Would it be like, hello, Todd, Please I am me, into Todd. you. Yeah, like if it was like, <laughs> it would have to be something that was like a believable back and forth conversation. If it's just some sort of like generic okay. thing, yeah. it wouldn't do anything for me. Well, what about you, Brandon? Would you go for that? Um, okay, if I chose a masturbation route, would porn be available to me? Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure at this point, porn would be everywhere, so you could, you know, utilize a strange combination of the two. I mean, obviously, the whole situation really sucks, but if I had to pick one right now, I would just go with the self-touch-my-privacy-touch-finish-complete. Uh, <laughs> and as long as I had a visual something to be... Yeah, I'm not... I can't... I mean, I, of course, maybe after two years, three years okay, of jerking off, then, then maybe I want to move up to the dolls and all that stuff. Or as of right now, just... Knowing how I am now, I, I, I'm going to shy away from the dolls and just stick with straight masturbation. Well, there is a company, and they call themselves True Companion, and they have, they claim, come out with something that's much better than real doll. They say that what they've got is the Roxy Robot Sex Doll, and not only is she fully customizable in terms of choosing her race, hair color, breast size, all of those things, uh, with skin that's supposed to feel real and all that, but in addition to that, for some extra money, you can have an interactive Roxy pillow, they call her, uh, where you kind of plug her into your laptop and have interactive uh, conversation with her. Hmm. Now, is it uh, – so she actually talks to you through the laptop, like through text? Like you, you, she types to you and you type to her, or you, you talk to her? Uh, no, she, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spoken track, um, and, and I – I understand that you can customize it ahead of time, so you can sort of decide how, what kind of personality you want her to have, what sort of things you'd like her to say. Yeah, but what's the voice like? Is it like very robotic? Like, oh, I am so into you right now. <laughs> it's like that girl. Remember the girl Vicky from that show, Small Wonder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd remember that. But this is funny. That show is so awful. That show is terrible. BCR brings up a good point. He says dolls think female speaking is actually a plus. <laughs> you know? and, and he has a point. But, you know, BCR, we're talking about a situation where uh, you don't have any female interaction anymore. And just screwing a, a doll that lies there and never speaks to you could get kind of disgusting or old. 
Okay, how about this? Here's an interesting question. Some, a couple of people have just made kind of a reference to it. Beautiful girl, Druff. Okay, gorgeous girl. But every time she talks, she's basically... And anything she audibilizes to you is just like Siri from an iPhone. Could you be with her? Uh, now, obviously, assuming you didn't have somebody already no in, in... You were... Yeah. I mean, you were no... But, no, I mean, you have other choices. But I'm saying a 10. I mean, a gorgeous girl... But she's basically a computerized Siri, like a hot Vicky from Small Wonder, but with, with like a Siri voice. Could you be with someone like that? Gorgeous, like the woman of your dreams, like the hottest girl that that bracelet winning Todd Dandruff would tell us could ever fathom. Did we lose Druff? Lose Druff? I think he went to masturbate. Yeah, I was so turned on by the topic, I uh, I had to take a break there. Sorry about that. And, and also a, a question from the peanut gallery: Would Druff go ass to mouth? Which no we'll way. later. No way. I could. I could already show you. <laughs> Druff has made on many many podcasts very clear his his uh, feelings on ass to mouth and just ass play in general. Yeah, Druff I'm not is really an ass play guy. Well, I have to say, I've just looked at the picture and I've posted the picture in chat, uh, the link to it. it the picture of this uh, Roxy. Yeah, I got to see not this very attractive. It's terrible. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to fuck her. So, um, but let's say that they perfected her to where she was this beautiful, incredible woman that, um, that Brandon's describing, and you could plug her into your computer and have her speak to you. Yeah, yeah. What is? It? I'm looking at the picture here, and the, this is very disturbing. Not, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I guess kind of the body's uh, like okay, even though it's like dressed in nylon, so it's hard to tell. But um, it's almost like she looks like she's not in good shape. Well, forgetting the body, and just talking about the realism, the the face doesn't look real at all. The face looks very doll-like, and that would just kill it for me. Right. They have to make a better face. And yeah. uh, what's going on in her bottom area? That looks a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a girl who hasn't worked out in a long time or something. <laughs> Jeff, let me ask you. Cellulite? Jeff, let me ask you. While we're just on the subject of uh, sexuality, besides Alvin Finkelstein and uh, Colonel Nigel Faversham, how much deeper is your range? Can you do and can you impersonate an Asian man? Can you do a good Asian voice? Uh, probably not. Uh, maybe if I practice some. Um, yeah, it's, when I do those other accents, sometimes uh, they start to morph into other accents. And, like, when the Asian guy starts to become Hispanic and things like that. But uh, wh- why do you mention that? Do you have an idea for a call? Yes, I do. But, I, but this is what we're going to have to... Uh, I think you want- should call the True Companion Company and complain about your Roxy doll. <laughs> they probably won't answer right now at midnight. That's the only problem. <laughs> right, right. Okay, could you know? Let's let's. Uh, I want to create a new character, Druff. I want you. Let me hear, Druff. Say you were a porn star or a former male porn star. What kind of voice would you use? An Asian male would, porn star? Or just no, no. Man? We're just gonna stick with American. Hmm. A porn star. Yeah, but it has to be a little bit more. You know, it can't be your normal voice. It has to, you know, kind of have that. I don't know that gruff and that just that that male. Testosterone, just <laughs> let me think about that. Hmm. I don't know. Um, 
What's what's the idea for the call? Let me. Uh, I have to know a little bit more. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Um, do we have any? Do we have any kind of uh, commercial we can play? And I can call you either off air and tell you, so I don't ruin it for the chat. Um, you can you can type it in if if, if it's uh, short enough in in Skype. Okay, so so we have no commercial. Do we have any commercials that we could? Uh, I'll, I'll just do. I can do a commercial just. By a spoken commercial, but you'll have to type something sure. in. Sure. Why don't we advertise our uh, one, our one sponsor, wonderful yeah. sponsor? You want me to advertise the one sponsor and you can type it into Skype in the meantime, Brandon? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. It's going to take me a couple minutes. Okay, okay. Okay, so, okay and actually, Val's read it too because you're going to be included in this. Okay, so so I, I do want to uh, take this break, and if you guys want to go pee, then uh, yeah, go do so right now, and I'm sure our sponsor will love it. But our sponsor is bracketgeek.com. And they're the only sponsor Poker Fraud Alert's ever had, and I appreciate that. And, of course, if you want to sponsor the site in addition to Bracket Geek, you, you're welcome to, and I, I like that very much. But for the moment, BracketGeek.com is our only sponsor. We don't have a jingle for them or a commercial. I should make one. But uh, this is an interesting site, especially for people who post on forums, because if you ever want something voted on, instead of just making a traditional voting question of, you know, pick one of these ten items... You can have people vote on as many items as you want and put them up against each other. So you, uh, let's say you want to make, keeping to the sexual theme we're talking about now, uh, let's say you say, what's your favorite sexual position? And you, you have uh, missionary versus doggy style. And then you know, the next one down, uh, you know, the reverse cowgirl ver- versus uh, I, I don't like sex, I'd rather have blowjobs. And you know, all the way down. And uh, each of the two that go against each other move on to the next round, and, and the two winners of each one you know, play each other all the way down to where you have one winner, just like in a bracket, like in an NCAA-type bracket, except this is you know, for voting questions. And it's really interesting and really fun, and you can do it uh, either on forums or you know, among your friends and have kind of joke votes about each other. And the whole thing's free. Bracketgeek.com, exactly the sounds, B-R-A-C-K-E-T-G-E-E-K. Dot com. It's uh, run by. Yeah. We, need, we need a little <laughs> And it's uh, run by user Darkstar and uh, his partner there, El Gallo. A business partner, not life partner, at least as far as I know. And. Uh, <laughs> no, not that they've revealed. Yeah, yeah. That would be an interesting turn, though. You know what? I'm sure that's going to get us a lot of additional sponsors here to imply <laughs> that our existing sponsor is the uh, two gay guys. But. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, that really check out the site. It's interesting. I'm not just saying it because they are a sponsor, though that is some of the reason I'm saying it. But but it actually is an interesting site, and we've had some fun things already through Poker Fraud Alert, where people voted on things related to our forum on Bracket Geek, including the best poster. And vowels, you almost won. You uh, you got pretty deep in the voting there. Hey, real, <laughs> real quick, not to interrupt. Question: If Druff, if you were going to interview a porn star now, and it can't be under your own voice. Would well actually it could be, but do you think it would be better for the colonel to do it? Hmm. Has a colonel ever interviewed a porn star? I don't think he has, but okay, he's well, a very versatile okay. guy, though. He's a very what? Versatile guy, so he can do okay. a lot of things. So let's do this. I'm gonna I'm sending I'm typing as a premise now of what we're who we're gonna call and what we're gonna do. Uh, but just so you both know, uh, you're gonna be the colonel, 
Okay, you're going to be under uh, your normal Colonel Salt, and vowels will be playing the role of eight former 80s porn starlet Freckles. We're bringing back the Freckles character. <laughs> so I'm almost done typing in the chat with the information. We'll be ready to go in a second. Oh, Darkstar just came. Darkstar just came in our chat. I think he's going to yell at me for uh, implying that he has a life partner. But. Uh, but anyway, yeah, really check out that site, BracketGeek.com. And uh, if anybody else wants to sponsor Poker Fraud Alert, feel free to. And I will give you exposure on the show. I'll even make a commercial for you. After I make a commercial for uh, Bracket Geek, they get priority. But uh, he just typed and in I, there. Sh- I should mention Darkstar has been extremely heterosexual on the boards over the years. Yeah, so yeah I haven't it would be a huge shock. I will say, I, I haven't gotten the gay vibe from him, so I, I, it yeah. has to be business partners. It just has to be. <laughs> and El Gallo's married, apparently, too. So, you know, you can you can have business partners without being more than that. You know, even if you spend, <laughs> even if you spend evenings together late at night and you're all alone and the lighting is kind of dim, that doesn't mean that it has to be anything else. It, it really can just be totally platonic. So... I believe that's the case with them. I really. What is the colonel's favorite city in England? Uh, well, um, it, that's a rather interesting question, and uh, I, I, I would say Birmingham. But um, we've had a, a rather unfortunate occurrence on the site involving the city of Birmingham in, in Alabama. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with. Um, I have to go with good old London, unless you think that's just too generic. Too generic. Need something better. All right, um, how about um, how, how about um, Hertfordshire? Can you spell that for me? Uh, bollocks. All right. Um, you, you want to know the spelling of Hertfordshire? Okay, it's H-E-R-T-F-O-R-D-S-H-I-R-E. Hertfordshire. Okay. All right. Spe- and you guys... Let's see. Is that real? <laughs> Some people are suggesting uh, Staffordshire and Newcastle and Manchester, but you know, I, I think Manchester already gets enough press as it is because of the football team, and um, you know, and um, Staffordshire—it's it's a poor man's Hertfordshire. You know, I don't—I don't want Staffordshire. <laughs> I don't want okay. Newcastle—they're already known for the for the ale. You know, it's uh, Hertfordshire doesn't get enough press. So I think it's time that they get some. Uh, some recognition okay. for all they've done for the world. Read the Skype. Unfortunately, I can't talk because it will blow my cover. All right. Um, so you guys are going to have to do this segment. <laughs> okay. Right. But read the segment. All right. I'm, I'm reading here. Okay. Um, without, obviously, without giving it away. Okay. And I'm, obviously, this all depends if this person, it's a porn star, an up-and-coming porn star we're going to be calling. Depends if she picks up the phone. All right. Let's see, did I put, yeah. Okay, notice, make sure you know her name. I'll type it again in big letters. <laughs> All right, so, um, now the question is, if, if I'm based in Hertfordshire, and I'm supposed to be calling from uh, a radio station, um, is the radio station supposed to be in England, or what's the story with that? I'm going to guess that she's probably too dumb enough to know. <laughs> in terms of, like, you thought you were wondering, like, if the caller ID will give it away? No, 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 I was wondering if she's going to say, well, if, if you're from Hertfordshire, England, you know, how could you be in a radio station in the United States? Well, again, that's what I'm saying. I think she's going to be too dumb to, to figure that out. All but right. if she does, I'm sure the colonel will be fast on his feet, and you can say that you've had to bounce through a satellite in outer space to do something. Right? You know, I think I'll be from from radio station KRNL, but I won't tell her what it sounds you know, like colonel. But uh, I won't I won't spell that. Okay. I won't say this for her. I just say I'm calling from okay. KRNL, and she'll say, oh, okay, right. 
Okay, did you read the script? Do you have the basic premise yes, of who yes, we yes, are, yes, our yes, company, yes. what uh, Angel's role is, and everything else? Yes, I suppose I should say her name as well when I call her. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. I typed in the name. Yes, I that is her name, name and, the, and also the first... Wait, hold on. And, and, okay. and they're right. Okay. Uh, okay. Did you, did you see the last... That was a f- one of the first uh, porn shoots that she did. All right, and and, and the um, uh, Freckles' role in the whole thing. She's supposed to be uh, just involved in, in what? Yeah, she, well, she she was an '80s porn star, very 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 iconic, and uh, she just kind of no offense, Angel, you were playing a character, kind of aged, and now she's no longer. There's not really a, a, that much of a demographic uh, for for. But but Freckles. she'll be she'll be in the video too, supposedly, or or, or she just. Is she supposed to be in the video as well, or, or um, so? Now Freckles has moved on from the the. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, right. You've gone. You've you no. You are no longer in. You're no longer an actress in the porn pornography field. All right, all you're right. like, or you do radio, you do production, you 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 know, you can be whoever you want to be, Freckles, and you could even say. Because this is a true fact about Freckles that your porn career came to an end after breast augmentation, breast augmentation, much like Sarah Reed that went or Tara Reed that went horribly wrong in the late '80s, and that's what cut your breast or your porn <laughs> career uh, short. The right. pepperoni nipples. All right, very good. <laughs> we'll make a reference to that. So go ahead and call that number. I gave you all the info I can give you uh, in the Skype, and let's see what we can do here. And this could be maybe, hopefully, in a new porn star to ask, right. and I'm going to mute myself. All right. Thank you. Hi, bollocks. Well, she doesn't answer the phone after all this. Bollocks. One time. I was rather looking forward to this. Hello. Oh, h- hello. Um, can I speak to Katie King, please? Who's this? Um, hello. My name is Colonel Nigel Fabersham. I'm actually calling from uh, Pussy Galore magazine. We're based out of Hertfordshire, England. And um, uh, we actually got your number from uh, Vivid Entertainment. Uh, we, we actually um, we actually got... Uh, it was highly recommended um, from uh, the video you did recently called The College Rules. Um, you're familiar yeah. with what I'm referring to. Um, so we actually want to um, we want to see about um, possibly getting another video done um, actually our, our magazine is called uh, P- Pussy Galore Magazine we're actually um, branching out into producing videos and Vivid Entertainment said that uh, as long as it doesn't interfere with the this sca- this schedule that um, we would be able to shoot a video of our own as long as we gave them some commission from the sales I, I won't bore you with the, uh, the business standpoint of things but um, uh-huh. I, I'm on the phone here with. Um, I, I hope I didn't wake you up. It's always hard to. Um, no, no. Yeah, it's always hard to get the time zones correct here. With um, I'm, calling, <laughs> I'm calling from England. Uh, I, have, I was just. Yes, I, I have a my partner on here from the state. She's actually a, a former um, adult movie star from the 1980s named uh, named Freckles. That was her screen her stage name. Uh, Freckles, are you you're here with us? Is that correct? I am. Hi, Katie. Hi. Yeah, so um, you know, with with um, I do want to speak to you a bit about the project you just did, and um, yeah, maybe about doing future products, uh, projects. Um, I'm actually calling from, uh, you know, as I said, our company's called uh, Pussy Galore Magazine, 
And I'm also, also a, uh, a radio personality on a station called uh, KRNL. Uh, it's out of uh, Boise, Idaho. I don't know if you've heard of it. Probably not, because uh, I don't imagine you're from that city. But, um, no, I haven't. So, so uh, you, you're a new, uh, a new star, is that correct? You, you just started doing movies recently? Yeah, like a month ago. Oh, right. And so, so how many movies have you done so far? Um, I've done about 20 to 30 scenes. All right, all right. So you've done 20 to uh, 30 scenes. Um, now, uh, so you've done 20 to 30 movies or 20 to 30 scenes? I'm sorry, what? You said 20 to 30 scenes or 20 to 30 uh, pictures? Oh, uh, like pictures and scenes all together. Yeah, you said, no, no, I'm saying, how, how many movies have you appeared in so far? Do you not know? Oh, um, maybe 10? All right, number ten. All right, and uh, see, so so the thing is here, um, Freckles, who I have on the phone with me, um, she had a very um, big career coming up. She, I'm not sure if you heard of her because it's many years ago. And as you know, in in porn, uh, this is not where people really have nostalgia. This is not uh, this is not a union where if you have seniority, then you're on top. Um, as you know, there's a big stress of youth in in the porn scene. And um, uh-huh. it, it, once you get older, especially if you um, have plastic surgery and it doesn't go all too well, um, you, you kind of lose your ability to really um, get the gentleman excited, if you know what I mean. And uh, Freckles, no, right. that, that's that's stupid. What he's saying, I can still get it up. Well, I no, can no, get no, him all up, baby. But this is what <laughs> happened: is I went in for some surgery and it did not work out well. I, I came out with some strange salami, pastrami-looking nipples, and now it's all over for me, at least in front of the cameras. Well, that's, that's what, that's what I'm saying here. Yeah. I'm not saying you couldn't get a gentleman to be, you know, to, to go erect, but uh, I'm saying if, if, if it's the average guy sees a woman take her, her, her clothes off on the camera and it looks like a, a pepperoni pizza yeah. up there, you know, they're, they're not going to really be into it. They're going to go to another company and buy a different film. So, you know, she's now very good in, in, in recruiting other talent and, uh, you know, seeing kind of... The, two, right. the, the 2012 version of herself before there's, uh, the unfortunate surgery back in 1989. And um, so, so we, we got your name and um, from Vivid Entertainment. They said you, you did a very fine job. And um, so we were thinking of uh, you know, perhaps doing something here. And, um, yeah. So, so what, what, what kind of scenes have you done so far? I've done boy, girl. I've done girl, girl. I've done boy, girl, girl, girl. I've done like five girls solo. Oh, my. Um, yeah. Now, Katie, Katie, will you do anal? No, I haven't. Well, you but are you, you willing? Yeah, are you willing to do so? Um, I've thought about it. Yeah, I think it's about time you break your duck and, and actually you know get that going because um you know there really it seems to be where the industry is going at the moment. And uh, as much as I don't like that, because I've never been you know, much of an anal man myself, but, um, you know, you can't fight what the public wants. And in our company, you know, in, on our magazine, we're now develop, devoting more and more time and, and more pages in our magazine to, to, to anal scenes. And, you know, personally, I was originally against it, but, uh, you know, it, it's just like top 40 DJs who don't want to play rap music, eventually they had to just give in and do so. And that's, the, that's kind of the way I, I've seen anal, in that um, a- anal starting to dominate the industry. And um, if you don't do this, then you can, you can get shut out. And so I think this is something you should give the, the uh, you should give yeah. a thought to. Um, and I'm not saying that that's the only way to go about it, but, you know, the more versatile you are, and the, mo- the more open you are to doing things. Now, you said you did a, a scene with five girls and no gentlemen. Is this true? Yeah, it was all girls. Really, and um, 
All right, so I have to ask this question of you because um, I know as a connoisseur of the industry, when I watch a pornographic film and I can see when – I can tell when the lesbian scenes are authentic or when the girls are just doing this because they're, they're getting paid for it if they're not really enjoying it. And there's some women who are really into the girl thing and then there's other ones who will do it if the camera's rolling but they're not really into the whole thing. And to me, it comes out. To me, it becomes clear whether right. they're really enjoying yeah. what they're doing. And some, 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 some men can't tell the difference and as long as they see two girls you know, going at it then that's, that's, you know, that's all, you know, all chips and uh, you know, all chips and giggles for them. But you know, the, the, the question is is this something you would be you're actually into when you do, or do you just do this um, by request? Uh, yeah. It what? It was. <laughs> I, I guess the best way to put I'm this. Sorry. Is, I guess the best way is put. If given, if you were not doing pornographic films, would you still have sexual relations with women, or is it not something you're really into? Oh no, I do. Okay, so 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 it's, it's not a big stretch for you to do these scenes. You can actually enjoy it as no, you do. No, not at all. Yeah. All right, that's that's splendid. All right. Um. Now I've I've we've actually gotten a uh, request from um, several of our, our viewers, some of our biggest customers. They seem to be into the whole squirting thing, and um, you know, personally, I'm not into it myself. But can you do that? Can you do what they call squirting, or do you know what I'm speaking of? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I I don't. Okay, you don't. Now, now, if I were to give you some sort of um, phony squirting device to, to hide to where the camera wouldn't show it, but to where it would look like, you know, uh, the Niagara Falls was, it was, it was, you know, <laughs> was originating from, from your lower areas, would, would, you, would that be something you'd be willing to do? Oh, yeah, sure. All right, so you, you don't mind simulating squirting, even though it's not something that you, uh, you can really actually perform yourself. Yeah, that's no problem. Yes. Now, I'm going to reveal something to you, which I didn't say earlier in the call. Um, I actually used to be in the industry myself as a performer. And, um, and so, so I used to do this myself. Um, I actually had a secret that, um, you know, and I, again, I, I'm, I'm older now, which mm-hmm. is not as, not as bad as being older as a female, but still, you know, no, no, aside from icons like Ron Jeremy, and I'm, I'm, I'm 42 years old. Nobody wants to really see a 42-year-old for the most part. He's <laughs> famous. But, uh, you know, back when, back in the 80s and the early 90s when I was appearing on film, uh, my name was Dick Trickle, by the way, and I was actually known for, for, you know, having a rather large penis, and they called it Dick Trickle because uh, rather than, than shooting out semen, it actually kind of trickled out of there, but a lot would trickle out. But um, the, the reason I'm telling you this is that my penis was actually only three inches but I, 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 wore, I wore a prosthetic device that actually made it look like... It Who was did you a, work with? It, with a, uh, there was actually 11 inches. And I actually worked for, for the, uh, the precursor to, to Vivid Entertainment. And uh, uh. It, was, it was not Vivid Entertainment, but it was a, uh, a former name. It, it, was, uh, it was known as Riptide Entertainment. And um, that was the company before Vivid. And um, as I said, this is quite some time ago, but I actually wore a prosthetic device on my penis to make it look as if it was 11 inches rather than 3. And it sounds like an amazing jump, but the prosthetic device is actually so real looking that no one realized it on camera. And in fact, that's why they call me Dick Trickle, because it had to go up when, when I would actually, you know, when I would explode at the end of the scene, so to speak, it would have to move 8 inches through the device to the end of it. And by then, it would lose its velocity, and it would kind of just trickle out, and no one ever knew why. And uh, so the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up to you and confessing this is because, you know, sometimes you have to do things on film that are not actually true, but are, are good for the viewer. But I'm glad that you're opening to doing such things. Um, now, yeah. Now, uh, uh, what magazine did you sell us? 
What, what did you say? I'm sorry? What value thing did you say? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't understand what you're asking me. Can you, can you please uh, speak again? I, I'm hearing some laughter in the background and some speech in the background. This is not really a comedy phone call. <laughs> I can't finish this conversation. I can't stop laughing. But I, I didn't say anything that was it was funny. She hung up on me. <laughs> that, that's kind of a weird. I, I, I mean, I don't know if she thought I don't know if she thought this was a prank call or what. I think she might have figured out that it, it sounded a little strange with your story. Hmm. <laughs> I wa- okay. Well, two things. I just let's see. Is that? Oh, that was funny. I sent you. I'm trying to figure out how to post a picture. Of her. Yeah, we need um, a picture. Okay, here. Okay, uh, now for those that are in the chat, her name is. She said, I'm laughing so hard I can't finish Her name this is call. Katie King. She's going to be all over the internet in about two weeks. Up until about a month and change ago, she was a server at Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and she's from the. This is what I was writing to you guys in the Skype to ask her about. She worked at Ruby Tuesdays and left R- Ruby Tuesdays to uh, get into the porn world. Um, we were going to get to that, but. Uh, okay, I don't know if you saw that. too funny. Is that it? Okay, I'm trying to send you guys a yeah, picture. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm receiving it here, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Darkstar says it wasn't his story about his penis. It was the rippy tide part that that gave it away. Did that picture go through? It's downloading really it's still, slowly. It's actually, yeah, it's this still is downloading loading. like like one kilobyte a second, like I'm back on a 300 baud modem in 1985. No, I got it. Okay, I got it. Okay, like, I've never taken so long to download an 85K file. That's amazing. Okay, here we go. Okay. Katie Kane. I see her right, picture. I'll have, a, I'll have a link up in just a I'll, I'll be okay, honest that, Yeah, and that's, that's her just with clothes on, and I'm not going to get into how I know her. Okay, what the, well, that's why I can I'll talk. give my opinion but here. Of this the point is, guys, uh, hopefully this can be our new resident uh, porn star. Um, and the first video that she did that is out um, is on a website called College Rules. But like she mentioned, what did she say? She had done like 10 videos or so. Like yeah. uh, already, so like within, and these are all obviously like internet porn shoots, not you know obviously like DVDs. So they, you know they get these things out really really fast. So this will all be out um, in uh, in the next week or two. And I guess I'm not gonna do it. I'm sorry. I know you guys are gonna get mad. I could give out her Facebook name so everyone could see her, but then I'm afraid it, you know, because of problems in the past, yeah, which we'll is her it. real name. I, I don't that that could just make the gig up really too soon, so I'm not going to do that, although uh, if you want, I'll send you guys her, her name and her Facebook so you can look at it, but blowing up soon. I, I um, see your picture here, and uh, you know, she's a cute girl. I think uh, in this picture, her teeth look a little bit big, but it could just be misleading from the picture. Like, you know how some people just have kind of like big teeth? It's an odd smile. Yeah, so maybe it's an odd smile. Maybe that's what's going on here. It is an odd smile. You're right. Yes, but uh, yeah, uh, justified homicide is laughing at Riptide Entertainment 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to ask her to uh, perform an orgasm for us, and yeah, uh, damn it, I, I didn't know she was. Gonna, it seemed like she was taking it seriously, and then it just like abruptly, there was someone in the background talking. Maybe someone in the background was coaching her that this is fake. I don't know. But uh, now, now, how do you suggest we play this, Brandon? Should we come clean that we were just messing around and have her as like a resident porn star on the show, or, or should the colonel call her back at some point? I, I don't know what to do. Um, I mean, you know what? I, I maybe I should, you know, because all this is just from the cusp. 
Maybe we should have gone with a more straight angle. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess... I think the colonel could call her back at a later date and just say he was so sorry that their call was disconnected <laughs> and uh, maybe go at it, you know, with a more straight, straight arrow approach. Yeah, maybe she didn't like my prosthetic penis. I'm thinking that was a little over the top. Dick Trickle. <laughs> now, I will well, say the Dick Trickle was actually Brandon's idea, but I, I came up with his backstory. I'll take credit for that. You went with it, right. And it was it was brilliant. But um, apparently she, I, she... It did sound like she had somebody there coaching her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, she's... Uh, Going to be blowing up pretty big soon, at least on the internet. So, guys, just wait. I don't know. So, I'm sure somebody will post a thread about it. But, uh, again, it's uh, Katie King with uh, K-A-T-I-E. And right now, the only video that you can see of her is on the College Rules website. But, like I said, others will be popping up. And I think we'll just wait till like, next week or the week after. And uh, we'll go for it again and maybe try All a different right. angle. or. Uh, and, again, she's really naive. I mean, she's young. Yeah, she's only been doing like this for... Uh, a few weeks, so I'm sure she didn't expect to get a call, and she has no idea what we're talking about. And you well, Crow Diddley makes a good suggestion. He says maybe just call her and level with her, and if she thought it was funny, which she did seem to, um, maybe we have a chance of getting her on the show. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. We might might be the best play to do since she didn't seem to be mad. She just kind of like was acting like it was so funny she couldn't continue. That seemed. Right. I think that was her last statement. It's just so funny I can't continue talking. So, yeah, yeah she was definitely laughing. So maybe, maybe we should. Um, so let's let's look at the agenda. Okay, I see something we haven't talked about yet that uh, won't be a long discussion, but something interesting. The Bellagio pepper spray bandit has pled guilty. Now this guy back in May went into the Bellagio with pepper spray and uh, grabbed a bunch of uh, five thousand dollar chips, and uh, he was. He he got tackled, spilling the chips to the floor. Um, he had one hundred fifteen thousand dollars worth of chips that, that fell everywhere that he had grabbed, and you know, armed with pepper spray that, that he had sprayed first before grabbing the chips. Um, he was the only one they caught. He had an accomplice that came in there with him to do this, who actually got away. I, I don't think with any money, but I think just ran out. And uh, the ringleader, who smartly didn't go in and just directed these two to do it through a Craigslist ad. Uh, named Carlos Rodriguez from North Hollywood, California. He, he was uh, identified, but believe it or not, in the two months since this occurred, they have not caught Carlos Rodriguez, even though they know who he is, and they haven't caught the accomplice. So the only one is this poor sap named Michael Belton. Not Michael Bolton, but Michael Belton. He kind of looks like former user from our community, Felon, like a younger version of Felon, but he's 24 years old, looks older than that. And uh, he has pled guilty, and he will be sentenced on September 26th in a, a big range of what he could be sentenced, 2 to 21 years. But he did make a plea deal and uh, pled guilty, so I don't think he'll get 21 years, but it uh, be interesting to see what he does get. And I, I wonder why they haven't caught Carlos Rodriguez yet. I mean, they know who the guy is. They obviously have his picture if they actually know who he is. How could he still be at large at this point? Unless they're just not putting much effort to look for him. I'm going to guess that he's fled to Mexico with the other 8 million Carlos Rodriguez's that are probably there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's probably that's the smartest probably one. Or California. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah maybe yeah. he's in, like, El Centro or something. They'll never find him there. So, <laughs> so, so I guess that's what uh, 
what happened. And yeah, someone's suggesting we should have uh, Weissman saying we should have been from Pussy Poacher magazine rather than Pussy Galore magazine. So yeah, I, I, and I read what BCR wrote, but I think at this point we should probably just wait until next week and start fresh again. Yeah, yeah, I think we should call next week, give us some time, and. Uh, it would be really funny if we just called her as a different person every week. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, she does sound like someone that if, like, we leveled with her, maybe she would be cooperative to be on this show. She sounds like she's, like, kind of open to talking. That's just my initial read from our short conversation. So, at least at the moment before she gets jaded from the porn industry. So, um, yeah. The yeah, we Bellagio, gotta get her now while she's still fresh. Yeah. So, anyway, the Bellagio pepper spray ban is going to jail for some time. Um, we have another reported nightmare from the Rio cash game section at the World Series. And I, I thought we were done with our World Series talk, but I guess we have uh, this to talk about now because this just came out on 2 Plus 2 because someone uh, was either embarrassed to or just too angry about it to post about it until just a few days ago. This is an unbelievable story that uh, somebody again had a situation where... There were duplicate cards in a deck at a cash game at the Rio. And we already talked about on the show previously a hand at 510 No Limit. We even had a picture of it of two nut flushes with two aces of spades in the same hand. But at least that was relatively easy for them to deconstruct and refund everybody's money. And even though it was really annoying, nobody got cheated out of the whole thing. This is a little bit different. This is from a player that supposedly played at the World Series in the cash section. He claims he finished in the top 75 in event number 2, the 1500 no limit, for a 7K cash. So I guess we can narrow down among several people who it could be. He wouldn't say exactly who he is. But he said he was actually frustrated by finishing in the top 75 in that event since you know you could make hundreds of thousands if you finished first. He probably didn't get very much for you, yeah, 7K. So he decided to go play cash way after that. He claims to be a regular 510 no-limit player at Commerce and mainly plays cash for a living. He said this is his worst poker experience ever. Um, he played at a 510 table at the Rio, uh, sat with $5,000, and he said it, it was very deep, meaning a lot of people had a whole lot of money behind. So even though it's only 510, it played a lot bigger because if a big pot developed, then you get a lot of money in. Also... Everybody who was on the button agreed to straddle for $20. So he went on to talk about a hand where he flopped top set with pocket tens on a 10-6-4 board with two spades. Um, a lot of action went, and uh, you know the, the board had a flush draw on it too. The river paired with sixes, so it was 10-6-4-2-6 board with the flush possible on the river. Um, got it all in. And the guy snap called him, his opponent, to show pocket sixes for quads. So, sounds like a terrible cooler and beat, where top set full loses to quads on the river. But, whatever, part of the game, running bad, whatever, that's not really worth talking about by itself. He continued playing with another with a 5K reload. And about 20 hands later, not even that many hands later, this hand happens. He has Jack-10 suited on the button. And the flop comes Queen-9-4 with two diamonds. He had Jack-10 and diamonds. So he's open-ended straight and a flush draw, too. So, a lot of action there on the flop. But what comes on the turn? The Jack of Diamonds? 
That's right. One of the cards in his hand, one of his whole cards, has now appeared on the board. <laughs> and he, he, it's, like, unbelievable. So here he's already stuck 5K from that terrible cooler. And, and now he sees one of the cards show up on the turn that's actually in his hand. So he writes, my whole card just fucking appeared on the board. The deck is obviously fucked. It checks to me. I just got stacked for 5K, and there's a $2,600 pot in front of me. If I bet big, I know odds are nobody has the flush, and I can take down the pot like a scumbag. Because you know, there's a flush on the board now with three, three diamonds. And he thinks, you know, if I just bet really big, everyone would probably just fold. But he says if he bets really big, he can take down the pot like a scumbag and earn back some of his losses and get out of there before anyone knows the wiser. But he says, but I'm not a scumbag, and I have ethics, so I immediately call the floor. So uh, um, he just decides, he's done with a hand, he wants the floor to see what's going on here with this messed up deck with the two jacks of diamonds. So he calls all over the floor, and he shows him the turn card, shows him the whole card there, and, and uh, the floor decides to reconstruct the action and give everyone their money back. So... Uh, Reconstruct the action, meaning figure out how much everybody put in the pot, and just give everybody a refund like the hand never occurred. Now, this guy agrees with that decision, and I, I agree with that decision, too, so far. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do with it in that spot. So, he says he's still upset because he, he lost 5K from that sick cooler hand from uh, you know 20 hands before, but uh, and the deck was flawed, but whatever. But then he thought about it and said, wait a minute. Maybe it's not just the Jack of Diamonds that there's a duplicate. What if there's more than four sixes in this deck? And what if he got screwed right. that way? Right. So he said, look, since we have this deck in front of us, how about you count it down and see if it was 53 cards in the deck, or maybe it's more than 53 cards, and find all the duplicates. And, and so, he ha- so he has this big argument. Well, all of a sudden, the guy who stacked him there with the pocket six has decided he wants to get out of here. So he says, well, I'm, I'm done playing, and gets up and leaves and heads yeah. for the door. Now, right. I don't think this guy was cheating, but I think this guy realized what could have possibly happened to him and, uh, you know, that they could invalidate that hand. And so he decided that uh, he just wants to leave. So this guy panics and says, wait, 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 stop him. Don't let him leave until we count down the deck and make sure that his, his rivering me with a one-outer is really a one-outer. And uh, the floor says, no, he can leave if he wants. And the guy walked out the door without a problem. So now this guy gets really mad. So his money's been taken out now by uh, by the opponent, who may or may not have won it fairly. So he says, furious, I start demanding that they do what's right and count the deck in front of the table. At this point, I have no clue if the deck has one extra card or if it's a fucking 65-card deck. Anything's possible. Everybody at the surrounding tables are now uncomfortable playing and play is stopped at all their tables. Now here comes the bad part, if it's not already bad enough. The floor man senses this and takes as a hardline stance that has become a security issue and that he won't count the deck in front of us and puts it in his pocket. Players from the other table start demanding that he show down the deck and he refuses. I demand a second ruling and there's nobody in sight to help, which I can believe because these are they're very understaffed there. He calls security over and says that I'm becoming a distraction. And here's my favorite part. Alan Kessler would love this. He offers me ten, uh, two... $10 food vouchers for the mistake <laughs> and tells me that my options are to accept the vouchers or if I continue to protest, they will throw me out of the Rio and I will lose the privilege to play That's in any amazing. further events or cash games. Unbelievable. So, so, I mean, just to give you a, a, a point of reference of how things should be run, this past weekend I was at the Cosmo uh, for three nights and 
the second night, for some reason, when I went back to my room in the morning, my key did not work. And, you know, sometimes it, it you know, it, it, it wasn't because it got demagnetized, but for whatever reason, there was just a problem. I went, you know, downstairs and went to VIP services. They ended up, you know, apologizing profusely, fixed the key, and ended up giving me a $100 food credit wow. to my room. Nice. That's the way it should be done. Yeah. So I mean, even that, I would consider that a little excessive. Yeah, but I mean, that I mean, still, that's 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 class right there. Yeah. So, so um, you know, I'll tell you a similar story. Um, when Benjamin's mother came to visit me in Las Vegas for the first time, which came to see me for the first time in sixteen and a half years, she stayed at the Monte Carlo because she didn't. Uh, she didn't want to stay with me in Vegas because we weren't sure how it would work out. And if it didn't work out, it didn't want to, she didn't want to be awkward where she'd be stuck staying with me the whole weekend. So uh, she stayed at the Monte Carlo. And at the Monte Carlo, they were doing some kind of construction in the parking lot. I just could not park there. Uh, you know, That night and Saturday night, we, there was no parking inside the structure. And, and I called up and complained about it uh, from her room. And uh, at first they were telling me, hey, that's the way it is, you know, we're, we've been doing construction. Then they admitted they've been doing construction for a very long time. And I said, look, it's August, it's, it's, it's really hot outside, I don't want to leave my car baking in the sun uh, because you're doing construction here. I, I didn't know this when I booked the room. And they actually backed down and said, okay, we'll give you a $75 credit against your room charge, which I, I would have been happy with, like, 20 But, uh, you know, 75 was great. So anyway, I hung up the phone and I wondered what she's going to think of this whole thing. Now, this was her money she's getting back. It wasn't my money. She paid for the room. Uh, it was her room. But I was wondering if she was going to be appreciative that I got her $75 back or if she was going to see me as like an asshole who hassles the front desk about <laughs> about parking not being available. And I held my breath for a moment, and she said, that was great. I really enjoyed that. I, I loved the way you reasoned it out with them. I loved how you got them to give you the $75. Or, you know, she, she was so thrilled with the whole thing. And that was the moment when I knew that my first trial was going to be with her. <laughs> so I knew if she could appreciate that, that I was with the right girl. So anyway, that's, uh, that's funny. That, that happened. But getting back to this story, um, this guy wrote, Disgusted by the ruling, at least three 10-20 tables in the immediate area broke because players were no longer comfortable in how this was handled or about the decks that were in play. So he says, what p- choice do I have at this point except to walk away? My options are to continue a pointless argument or lose my ability to play the rest of the World Series. This is the second event of the World Series he had just played. So like, almost the whole World Series was still left, and he didn't want to lose the ability to play there. So he says, so I did the right thing and will never know what happened. I have to chalk up losing a 10K-plus pot to a faulty deck with no closure and walk out of the Rio never knowing if I got one outed in a natural, unlucky hand of poker or if there were more than four sixes in the deck of 60-plus cards. All because I did the right thing. So, uh, and he says I've played poker full time for seven plus years. This is the first instance ever where I literally had zero idea of what to do or what was right or what I was entitled to as a player. So I think what he was entitled to here was to see the deck. I think they should have counted it out in front of everybody. People are suggesting in the chat, Jeff, that we call it the Rio. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I would love to, but here's the problem. They've shut down that cash section. That, that They have a special cash section that's not their normal poker room that, that exists yeah, during the World right. Series, and then it's gone. And if we get the poker room, uh, and it's gone now because the World Series is over, if we get the poker room, they're, they're going to say, well, that's not us, we're not the ones managing it, blah, blah, blah. So, I, unfortunately, I don't know how much can be said here. We're going to get kind of like this 
boring corporate yeah. response. So I, I I don't think it would be a very good phone call. Why well, says call the Rio and ask if the four deck five ten no limit hold'em games are still running? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, this this could have been a whole. This could have been made up. This could have been a level that this guy just made up for 2 plus 2. But uh, I have to think it's probably real. There's a chance it's a level, but I have to think it's probably real. It's a very detailed story. And well, How the hell are these extra cards getting in these decks? Well, What's going on? That's a fine question. And remember, last year I had the experience. The deck had already been changed by the point I said something. But I had the experience where, where someone rivered a boat on me when I thought I flopped a flush. Someone rivered a boat, they bet, I called the river, they showed their hand, and I mucked my hand without double-checking what my cards were. And then after I mucked my hand, a guy said he had in his hand one of the cards that I had. But I actually, like, somehow did, it didn't compute right with me until a little bit later, and then I was embarrassed to say anything, thinking that, like, I, like, that I had remembered wrong. I didn't think this was possible. I, I just don't get, like, these people, they have to, like, have gone... To college or been in the gaming industry, or I mean, I don't get it. Like, I, what was it? Two thousand? I think it was two thousand seven. Do you remember the two thousand seven World Series? And that was the first World Series where I actually played in in a significant amount of events. Where like the first week, you couldn't tell if you had a six or a nine in your hand. People are turning the cards. Do you remember that debacle, Jeff? Yeah, you couldn't yes. read the cards. Yeah, they were called like the, the six looked yeah, like nines, and no one knew if they flopped a set or if they had to straight. And it was insane. Yeah, these are the poker peak cards where uh, they were supposed to be easier to look at the cards if you just pick over the co- pick up the corner of them, but they were so hard to see, and the sixes and nines. Were weren't clear of which was which because they had them like you know one upside down and one right side up. It was a disaster. And the the amazing thing here was that these cards were actually approved by the poker advisory board of, of players right. like like Daniel Negreanu, who's usually very on the ball with these things. And they somehow said, "Oh yeah, these are fine. These are great." And then I remember I was actually at the very first Open World Series event that year, which was the mixed limit and no limit hold'em, the 5K event, and. Like, the first hand is dealt, and Mike Matisau shouts, I need a floor over here. <laughs> and then it was Mike Matisau complaining about the cards, and pretty soon the whole room was just up in arms about how terrible those cards were. But, that, yeah, they've made a but lot at least, of failures. But at least the compensators, they stuck us in a tent. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good idea. But, yeah, it's amazing to me this year, though, how many reports we've had of various fails of the cash games. And I have to wonder, you know, how could this just be cash game problems where they're having these non-52 card decks. I bet it happened at the World Series events, too, and just wasn't known. I bet a lot of people got screwed, and I bet I got screwed last year. And if I had spoken up earlier and didn't think it was my mistake, I wish I wasn't so embarrassed, because if I had spoken up and thought it, it didn't think it was my mistake... Um, I, I mean, I, you know, I worked, I've worked in a casino uh, for many, many years, and... I, I mean, I've never once, even in a blackjack game, in an eight-game shoe, in Pygon, every variation of, of, I mean, even dice where, you know, you, every die is marked with a number on it. Uh, there's six die in a bowl, and the shooter gets to pick two, and all six have the same number. I've never once seen any, any of that happen in just thousands upon thousands of hours of experience. And, I, I mean... The, the, the first thing you do as a floor person when you get cards and you open up a game is you count and verify every card. Okay, you count all 52 cards. 
Okay, or or if it's obviously like a double deck blackjack game, this is in poker too. You verify the deck. That yeah. is the first thing you do. And the so, dealer does that as well when she brings he or she brings a new deck to the table. Yeah, so I mean, she flips it, it them just, over and inspects them in front of everyone. I, I mean, unless people are somehow, and this is the only thing I can think of, unless people are somehow inserting cards into decks and, and palming cards and. And I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold that past uh, what's going on. I really don't understand how this could happen. Other than that, I can't understand, fathom the real being that incompetent that counting less than fifty-two, or they're being inserted. I mean, it back into decks to even it out, and something that's happened before as well. And I know, at the real at least. Unlike like the Bellagio or some other places where when you use an automatic shuffler, it will detect if there's less than 52 cards. Actually, each time you shuffle, it will not let you shuffle, uh, and it will give you an error message if there's 51 cards, but at the Rio, they don't have shuffle masters at every table, or actually, I don't think they have them at any tables uh, in the cash games uh, that, that I recall. But uh, either way, there's so many safeguards that can be put into place to prevent this. There's, there's just no excuse. It's, yeah, just, it's, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And uh, um, I hope that they can really get that cash game section fixed next year and make sure whatever's causing these decks to be wrong, that right. uh, they prevent it and make sure the dealers are just very vigilant about checking them every single time that they come yeah. to the table. Well, and, and J-Stat and Muck Fiker are both making points, and J-Stat says that shufflers only count the cards, not the values. And I, I understand that, but Vowels had asked if, if someone had just removed a card or inserted an extra card, it, it would count that. And uh, even though Muck Fike kind of saying inserting cards would be almost impossible, casinos know all the tricks and catch them, I mean, I tend to agree. I mean, the security these days is so top-notch. I mean, it's, you know, just with technology, it's better than it's ever been. But I, I just, I can't understand. I mean, the first thing you do is you spread a deck and you verify it. And, and, and if you can't see that there's two ace of spades or two jacks, I mean, I guess it could be incompetent dealers, but then also what's going on is I'm not sure, Druffin, and maybe you, I just don't remember, what company and, uh, are they mar- are they contracted that they've been buying their cards from? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, because that, that is the other thing. I have many times, okay, and I will say this, Working in casinos, seeing flawed decks that were shipped to casinos. Um, most casinos have, or all casinos have various contracts, whether it's for the dice they use for craps, whether it's even for like the, the balls that they use in roulette or you know, the cards in the various games through different companies, and they mail them their cards. No deck is used, uh, at least in the pick games. I'm not sure about poker because I've never dealt in poker, but it is in Pygal. In, in blackjack and other card games, the cards are changed every eight hours. Every shift, they're changed. Unless a card is damaged. And then if a card is damaged, it's changed before before then. But, but cards do not stay in play for more than eight hours. And after the eight hours, what's, what's, what they commonly do is they punch holes in all the cards and, or mark them so no one can insert them back in games. And they go to the gift shop and they're sold or they're given away a player's club or made. A prom- a promotions or something of that sort. So I have seen a lot of times where company have, companies have sent cards to casinos and they've came just flawed with, 
you know, cards missing or two aces. But again, you know, the first rule of dealing any game is before you open up the game, before you deal the first hand, is you verify the cards. So even if it came, even if this error originated from the card manufacturer's end, the checks and balances should be in place where the dealer's end floor catch it before these cards are on the line. Exactly. So, so this is the joke that they uh, that this is happening now twice at least in, in the cash section, and it had the debacle, the security debacle, where uh, someone stole money right off the table and walked out. Uh, you know, claiming that they were racking up either for their friend or for themselves, and and just walked out and, and got away with it, and uh, the Rio didn't cover it. That someone walked away to go to the bathroom and their chips were stolen, and and they didn't get compensated. So, and, and that happened for sure because I spoke to that guy's uh, girlfriend, the victims, and I posted about it on our site on the scam scandals and shadiness form. So uh, I, I guess uh, we're about. Out of topics tonight. Uh, we, you know, had a good three and a half hour show here, and uh, uh, I do want to mention that uh, VegasPokerRadio.com yes. indicates this show. They they are back in operation, and we Jacob, are. Jacob did some amazing work. I, I can't believe how much he did because he pretty much redid the whole site from scratch after what happened to it because the 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 hosting company they were using, uh, you know. The, the backups weren't good, and they, you know, he, he Jason inspected the whole thing and decided that he just wants to start it all from scratch again and, and do it in a way he knows best. What's amazing is he literally knew nothing about, before we went into this project, about designing websites or any of it, and he's learned. I mean, he, he if, he, if I, anyone goes right now to VegasPokerRadio.com and sees, he, he did all that on his own. I mean, it's really amazing to not know, to, to know nothing about. Designing a website just literally a month ago to to be a, being able to do that uh, very very impressive and, and he knows how how appreciative I am and we will be back on Thursday uh, for another episode of uh, Filthy Limper Radio at our normal time which is 5 p.m. Pacific time and you know what I noticed also is uh, you know we were talking about the radio and he he PM me a few days ago for advice about how to get the radio set up because he wasn't the one who did it. Uh, in the first place, right. and, and this is not that easy of a thing to do. And he was asking me for help, and I was telling him, you know, it's it's, it's not that easy. I can I can help with you if, if you want, but it's not something I can just give you a few steps and get done. And I didn't hear. I said I can still help you if you want. I didn't hear back from him, and all of a sudden he makes a post on my site. Okay, everything's working, including the radio. So, as you've seen from a lot of the spinoffs, the spinoff sites that have uh, developed from uh, our community that began at Neverwin Poker, a lot of them had a hard time ever getting up a working radio platform to where they ended up just uh, you know, using Blog Talk Radio or some failed platform like that. Here's Jason, who, who didn't know about this stuff at all, coming in, even a few days ago, didn't know how to set up the radio, and, and he got it working. So very good. And, uh, you know, I, I really... I was really impressed by how quickly he got everything back up, and not even just, like, redoing work he had already done. He did it all from scratch, and he redid everything that someone else had originally done and he had no clue how to do and figured it out amazingly quickly. So VegasPokerRadio.com, which does syndicate this show and has its own show on Thursday, a filthy limper radio that uh, Brandon is part of. Uh, what, what time is it, 7 p.m.? No, it's uh, 5 p.m. Oh, Pacific that's right. time, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. That's right, 5 p.m. Pacific. And it's a show that you have been on yourself many times. Yeah, I know, that's why I don't know why I asked that. Because I've, I, I know it, like, I know, I think a Thursday, like, I go, oh, yeah, that's, that's Filthy Limper Radio. And I think about calling in sometimes around that time. And for some reason, I said 7 p.m. because that's our show. But anyway, yeah, 5 p.m. Pacific time, Thursday on VegasPokerRadio.com. You can listen to uh, the Filthy Limper Show with, with Brandon, with Jacep, and. Uh, uh, 
you know, growing site, and I think that now that it's stable, technically, I think that uh, you'll be seeing a lot more from it, and uh, it will only get better as time goes on, and uh, and I'm glad to hear that radio show's back, but I know a lot of people were enjoying that. So uh, remember next week, people, that I'm not going to be here. I will not be on next week's broadcast. Maybe I can call in really briefly just to say hello, but I'm not even going to have a good internet connection where I'll be, and I'm not going to have time to do the show anyway. So uh, stay tuned on our sh- on our site, PokerFraudAlert.com. There will be an announcement about what will happen to radio next week. Maybe Brandon and Vowles will do it together. Maybe there will be a guest co-host or... Maybe there'll be no show at all, but uh, they'll decide. Well, you know what? I think we've already talked uh, on air and privately. We've decided, Valens, I think that we are, the show will go on. Absolutely. And uh, we've just received an interesting offer, which I will talk to you about behind the scenes, for uh, a co-host that I think would be uh, pretty funny. So okay. we'll talk about okay. that. Yeah, and so we will make an announcement in, on PFA on the boards. All right, and good. also, since uh, you know people don't get to do this often, uh, if anyone wants to be a co-host, even if, if it's for maybe a 30-minute segment or so, either PME or vowels, and uh, we're more than willing to have uh, a couple people come on and just kind of run the controls with us for a while. All right, very good. I'm glad the show's going to go on, and I'll, I'll try to even listen to parts of it uh, where I am in a very remote secret location a week from tonight, <laughs> and then two weeks uh, from tonight I'll be back. So uh, for those of you that think I'm the worst part of the broadcast, uh, you'll really love next week because I won't be here. But uh, I don't no, think anybody no, thinks no, that. Justin, <laughs> <laughs> why are you trying to manipulate people? No, no. Yeah, really. I'm not manipulating you. You're manipulating him, Justin. We all love you. Doing you some self, self-effacing humor, but look, I, I yeah, am known. Go I am for dumb, Justin. <laughs> look, I, I do know I am known to trick people from time to time to get on the site, and I, I I'll admit this. I sometimes get people who don't want to come here and who are loyal to other sites to come here and ditch other sites. And uh, I'll be the first to admit that. I'm a, I'm a big trickster. But anyway, people, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us once again. And uh, I won't see you next week, but Val and Brandon will. Thank you to my co-hosts for being here. Thank you to all the live and podcast listeners. We wouldn't be here if you weren't here. And that's all for tonight. One, two, three. So long.